I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Search and Rescue Woods, the Reddit No Sleep series. (laughs) I'm a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest. Actually, it's I'm a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service. I have some stories to tell. That is the entire oh. That's the entire written title. So, and here I thought, like, I dared my best friend to ruin my life was a long title. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, really lot, not in comparison. People, honestly, if you Google, like, Search and Rescue Woods, you come up with this pasta. Yeah, series. because they're like, okay, that's really it, long. Well, also, because, like, it's mainly the author, because the only... Well, the, the, not the author, because the author is actually a different name, who I actually have their actual name, because of the um, circumstances revolving around the series. So, um, yes, Search and Rescue Woods, which is how I'm going to refer to it, because it's simpler. Um, is by Search and Rescue Woods, all one one thing, no spaces at all, uh, on Reddit No Sleep, and it was a eight-part series. Guess what we're doing, guys, for the next two weeks? <laughs> really, really short pastas? No. Oh, damn. Um, we'll be covering... <laughs> <Technically>, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Um, we'll be covering a lot of mini ones. Um, but we're uh, going to be covering parts one through four this week, and then next week we'll be covering parts five through eight. Um, but yes, so Search and Rescue Woods is by, like I said, Search and Rescue Woods, um, or as she is also known, Carrie Hammond. Um, and I know that because, uh, recently, uh, so Channel Zero is a thing, uh, and for those of you not in the know, Channel Zero is a, basically, a horror anthology series on the Sci-Fi Channel that... Actually, it's pronounced Siffy. Sorry, yeah, the Siffy <laughs> Channel. <laughs> Um, that takes creepypastas and adapts them to a season. Um, first one was Candle Cove, the second one was No End House, which we've done in both of those ones. And I was like, oh, well, season three's up in, like, greenlit, let's see what it is. Oh, Butcher's Block, based off the Search and Rescue Woods. Okay, we haven't done that one, let's go check that out. And so, I read, um, we, we read this, like, one, I, I've only read parts one through four so far. Um, I've I've held off. I actually held off. I was I wanted to read more, but I've held off. Because it'll spoil what you're exactly. Yeah. Um, And then I checked, and then the trailer got uh, came out for uh, for Butcher's Block, which is the season three um, series or season. And gotta tell you guys, I'm a little cautious. First off, it doesn't take place in the woods. It takes place in a city. Second part, um, it's about uh, a uh, uh, it's about a woman who's not in the search uh, who's only. It's only tangentially about missing people because it's about people like the woman is searching for her, uh, or is looking into um, missing people in this like meat packing district of the city that she moved to, and it does. Ha- the trailer has stairs, and the trailer also has some other things that like as soon as I, I saw it, I was like, oh, so you're going the ch- the lazy route and just using the the most um, recognizable horror thing. That the sh- the series the 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 the, the actual uh, web series had. So essentially, they rented out like a warehouse to do all their filming, and then randomly put stairs in the forest, and that's it. Um, there are stairs that are in a wooded location. 
Um, but I, yeah, it's. But apparently, the author Carrie Hammond does endorse this channel. She acknowledges that it's it's not an adaptation of her show or of her story, but it is a different angle of it, or and it yeah. takes different it takes inspiration from it. So she's on board with it. So that's why I'm kind of tangentially cautious about it. I'll, I'm going to give it a look. A li- I'm going to give it a, re- a watch, but I'm not entirely hopeful because the last two were at least like, disp- like they were very, very different from their adaptations. But they were adaptations. Like, this one seems they had like the source material. This one, I don't like. Aside from the stairs, and again, the lazy thing that I'm going to go into at the end of our thing shtick because I don't want it, it's kind of part of what we'll bring up. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, you're just taking. Okay, you're all right. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like I, I finished the, the the trailer and was like, it was a revelation. What a but revelation! It was, a sh- it was like, it was like, oh, <laughs> like my like my my awe of the revelation went to a sour revelation. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, but that's not the, what we're here to discuss right now uh, in its entirety. We're here to discuss the story that inspired Channel Zero season three. Search and Rescue Woods, which I'll do a quick and dirty thing, and then Gamer apparently has done a synopsis of each story. Yeah, just because so I we'll thought see. I'd need it, so apparently we <laughs> So, can. basically it's about um, this narrator, Search and Rescue Woods is all we really get of their name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's done as a guy, but I, it could be a girl. It doesn't say. Yeah, it really doesn't say. Um, but they are collecting, they've collected a bunch of stories of weird stuff that happens in the woods, predominantly around dis- weird disappearances and sightings of things uh including stairs that just uh, that are like in the middle of the woods and like i'm not saying like stairs that like look like they should be like from like a ruin or something like that no i'm st- saying like stairs that look like they were copied and pasted out of a no- out of a like regular house and just planted into the woods for no mm-hmm. reason um and like the search and rescue organization tells their their staff not to not to worry about it but to avoid them um, if they see them, just don't go near them or anything like that, because weird shit happens when they go near them or even touch them, um, and usually bad things. So really, the like it's it's a collection of stories over the last uh, the first four parts. I think there's like at least twenty or more stories that we kind of read. I think it's upwards of thirty. Something like I that. Did yeah. Quick count. Yeah, something like that. Twenty plus, basically. Yeah. Um, and they're basically just accounts that of weird things in the woods and the moral of the narrative is don't go in the woods they're scary yo (laughs) um but and there's this other there's this like kind of overarching narrative like of the guy of the the person sar woods um looking i refer to the narrator as sar sar woods yeah no just sar okay so sar (laughs) i call him sar sar just like is looking into this like these stairs in the woods like it, it starts off very small like very subtle and then by like part four, like he's really gotten interested into like the conspiracy of these stairs that are in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these other different stories that he tells, and it's almost like um, like watching a YouTube channel that like or watching a YouTube video of like the top fifteen like creepy thing instances in the woods. Kind yeah, of kinda, thing. yeah. Uh, or like a campfire story kind of uh, situation. So yeah, that's basically the rundown of what the, the series is like. That's what the series is about. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, do you actually want to go into your so well, it shouldn't take too long to burn through them. Okay, then I leave it to Game Radio. All right, so part one, story one. <laughs> Boy and girl out with parents. Kids go missing. Girl is found. Says boy was taken by the bear man, and boy went willingly. 
That's the long and short yeah. of the. That's how short I did. Yeah, them. no, yeah, that's fine. Right, then uh, part one, story one point two, because they're in the same yeah. section, but they're different stories. Mother, grandfather, and daughter. Daughter climbs tree, doesn't come down. Adults call to her and wait for hours. She never come down and never was found. Yep. So you've also made them into a poem. <laughs> was it? I guess. <laughs> they never come down and never was found. <laughs> wow, I am a poet and I didn't know it. Anyways, part one, story two. Actual story two, I guess. Um, uh, Sar is searching with Dog. Dog takes him to impossibly steep cliffs. They often find the person on the other side of the cliff or miles away from where the dog took them. So, yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, should I stop on each one so we can talk about it? No, well, well, I've got thoughts on that on stuff on, on separate ones, so we... Oh, yeah, because we have everything written down. Yeah. <clears throat> Part one, story three. Nine-year-old falls down a hill, gets impaled. Mother is told what happened. She is heartbroken and kills herself a few weeks later from the loss. Part one, story four. God damn it. Um, Missing guy who was climbing a mountain, found halfway up with a broken leg. Says he climbed to the top and there was a man with no face and no climbing equipment there. So he freaks out, climbs down fast, falls, hurts himself, has to wait there for two days for uh, Sar and other guys to find him. Hearing the things uh, muffled screams the whole time. So that's the first one that's actually kind of like... I mean the bear, the bear man is kind of is kind of a creepy one, hmm. um, but yeah, that just one, honestly, this one this one I saw all I could think of was it's Slender Man, but in a tarp or in a parka or whatever the uh, outfit he had. Just yeah, like, in a parka. He's just basically it's it's, it's Slender Man who was mountain climbing. Yeah, essentially, yeah, pretty yeah. much. You're not wrong. Uh, part one, story five. <clears throat> stairs in the forest, upward stairs apparently. Part two, story one. That's all. No, no, I, I get you. Well, yeah, and like I said, like the, the stairs do start off really like subtle. Yeah. Like, but as soon as I heard them, I was like, "That's the that's the overarching narrative." Yeah, for sure. Like, but yeah, continue. And then on to page two, story one. Old man missing, um, has had seizures in the past. Uh, they follow the scent. Then he gets called back to the starting point because a guy found the old man's cane. Hanging 30 feet up a tree. Yeah. End of story. Part two, story two. Mother and three kids in forest for picnic. She watches them carefully. They leave to follow the very clear path. She hears something behind her. She turns for four seconds. One of her kids is gone. The other two say that, quote, a big man with a scary face, end quote, took them. Or took him. The kid, yeah. Yeah, took him. But they don't seem to care, acting as if they were drugged. She can't find him quickly, but months later, he's found 15 miles from where he was taken, far up the side of a steep cliff. Shoes off, unharmed, but frozen to death two days ago. Yeah. So he was alive for a long time. But then was left basically to die from exposure. He was left for dead. That's my video game reference. (laughs) Part two, story three. Uh, Sar is one. Sar on one of his slash her first. It's probably her because I I, I I didn't know at the time. I I, I kept going to the masculine, but it really could be either or. Yeah, I don't think it actually ever says anything really to the contrary. I don't think so. so, No. Either way, Sar 
is on one of their first jobs as a trainee. They find the kid fine, gets taken back, everything's great. The trainer takes Sar to an area they often find people who are missing. Sar sees something unnatural in the distance. Uh, the trainer doesn't care. Sar walks up to it. It stares. Sar goes to touch it. The trainer stops Sar and tells Sar to always ignore them. Yes. Part 2, Story 4. Man missing, six feet of snowfall. They call off the search, say they'll have to find him in the spring. They do. He's suffocated in a tree well, which um, sounds like it's quicksand for a tree, essentially. Basically, well, yeah, it's basically the same premise with snow. Yeah. Or, it's, or it's like avalanche um, uh, mechanics, is that you get crushed by, fall by packed snow. Like, it's like if... I thought it's uh, like it's no. like if if, if you have the snow on your roof like builds up like Asuma and you just like walk under it and it falls on you you're basically dead. Because I know but I don't think no. that's what it is. That's not no, true. It's, it is. I'm saying it's quicksand because I believe what it was describing is it's very airy. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, yeah. like you're walking on normal snow it's fine and all of a sudden what and you fall yeah. in and, and then, you tumble in upside down or like uh, like well, you sit down like, yeah. yeah legs legs up in the air you're and you're basically getting like covered by snow and just yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't actually, sorry, just quick side. I didn't actually realize that was a thing until I looked it up. I was like, oh god, that is terrifying. Yeah, this is educational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, um, my, my, my whole uh, thing is like, these stories are basically, the, sk- the, the woods are scary, supernatural or no. Just don't go into them. Yeah. <laughs> or be really really cautious when you go into the woods. Mm-hmm. Next time we go camping, it'll be like in your backyard. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. And I'll just be constantly staring at the at the darkness of the woods and just like, <laughs> just, like floodlights set up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Alright, um part two, story five, the meow 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 man. Uh old couple <laughs> walking in the woods. Man is looking at something off the trail. Woman hears meow. But it's not from a cat. It's like a human was saying it. It gets louder, she sees a shape come out from the woods, and she passes up. She wakes up with a popsicle stick in her mouth. Um, probably not, but, uh, Sar goes back to check it out after the couple are safely back. He hears it on the way back to the base, the meowing. After checking it out, he can't find it where it's coming from, and it's always, like, the same distance away. Yeah. So he just leaves. End of story. Then on to page three, story one. A hysterical couple calls for help on the phone. They arrive, and the woman is shrieking, covered in... Oh, right, yeah. Covered in blood, holding something. The man is sobbing and holding her. Sar looks, and it's her baby that she's holding. Uh, so they take the baby away and um, get them back to the hospital. Friend at hospital gets the story from them. The husband was hold- holding the baby. The wife tripped into the husband, who dropped the baby down a gully, and it dies when it- its head hit a rock. Yep. Sad story. Sad, Sad story. Followed by... Uh, yeah. Followed by page three, story two, which is a call about a guy stuck up a tree who had to run from a moose chasing him. <laughs> yeah. It was just um, kind of like, that one's real sad. Let's put in something happy. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's silly. Because uh, this is also, this, this story, this series actually has a TV tropes um, page. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it mentions is the um, uh, mood whiplash, mm. which I disagree with, um, at least in terms of it being a negative thing. Because, yes, it has like, the super tragic thing and then self all by the super by this like really goofy one. But that's kind of how it goes like with the whole series. Like it's it contrasts really well. Um or it, it complements itself with diff- with contrasting stories. Like there are ones that are more grounded in reality, then there's a more fantastical one. Then there's 
um, like a really tragic one like this one and then there's something goofy and then it, like I find it like it's like watching a horror movie and then immediately afterward watching something a little bit nice a little bit happier yeah a little bit a more upbeat or a little bit less scary mm-hmm. <laughs> um, otherwise my 90s tactic when watching X-Files as a kid <laughs> oh nice yeah that works I didn't want to get nightmares <laughs> I understand uh, page 3 story 3 Missing Girl in the Woods. During the search, Sar and uh, Sar's buddy both stop, feeling like their ears popped, like when a plane de- depressurizes. Mm-hmm. Then a loud freight train sound that constantly happens for a few minutes, then stops. They continue more than the other people did until midnight. Then they turn back. Halfway back, they hear a soft crying. They investigate. Then notice that the crying is on a loop. They both have a bad feeling about it once they realize this mm-hmm. and run. Part 3, Story 4? I put a question mark on that one for some reason. Uh, I think it's because it's like a middle section or something. Mm-hmm. But I uh, mentioned a bunch of odd body recoveries, most being just a few random body parts, two seeming to have been taken, two seeming to have been taken care of by someone for a while before they died. Yeah, like basically, like first couple are like pelvic bones and like, yeah. and like like things like that, and the other ones are actual like children bodies that look like when they did the autopsies, there was like food in them, so they'd been alive for a few, yeah. for, like, some time, and have been eating cooked food and stuff like that. hmm Yeah, creepy. Again, just don't go in the woods, guys. Nope. <laughs> okay, then on to part three, story four. This is the first one with, um, not a story that Sar says, but Sar's friend. Sar. Yeah, when they went to, yeah, because Sar goes to, uh, for a week, uh, to a, um... Uh, like a search and rescue, like training, yeah, thing, like a get together and basically. get some stories, yeah, and that's where he, yeah share gets some, shares and collects stories from like other tr- uh, people there. Mm-hmm. And this first one's from Sarf because it's Sarfriend. Well, I mean, it's E W. No, not this one. Oh, Katie. this one just no, Katie. no, no, no. This oh. one just says it's a friend of mine told me this story. There's no name on this one. Oh, okay, so I refer yeah, to okay. this one it's as the one that it's, okay. I know which one. Is. Sorry, <laughs> this is the first one of all yeah. them. So, um. Uh, Sarf, oh, sorry, a friend wa- wanders off from the search party. Oh, so this is Sarf, okay. So Sarf wanders off from the search party to find the stairs. Yep. This is the first one where we're actually yep. getting more info about it. Ends up walking up walking up to them, touching them, but doesn't feel weird. Then climbs them, and as he stands at the top, he feels more and more like he shouldn't be there. Then realizes when he's up there, he can't hear anything, even his own breathing. He rejoins the party, and his trainer's mad at him, seeming to know he went up the stairs. When asked how, they say because the dogs lost the trail. Yeah. Basically, whenever you do anything with those stairs, something bad either happens to you or somewhere else in the woods. Yes. And in that case, it made them lose the kid that was lost. Yeah. Uh, part 3, story 5. Another shark story. So, um, mentally and physically disabled kid is taken. They can't find him. That winter, Surf sees some clothing in the snow, recognizing it as the kid's unique patterned shirt, and checks it out. The kid froze to death a few days ago and was clutching a carved ice sculpture of a person. He had nothing in his stomach or colon, not even water. Said it was like that he was taken, put in suspended animation, then dropped in the mountains to freeze to death months later. Yeah, because there was no po- hum- no natural way this guy could this kid could have been. Up on the top of a mountain. He was physically disabled, yeah, so... Yeah, he was incapable of doing it. Yeah. So that's the first one where it's like, okay, there's actually there's something going weird, on. Sh- there's some super weird shit in this place. Part 3, Story 6. Another Sarf. Um, Sarf 
out on a mountain looking for mountain lions to report the locations of them for like to warn everyone. Yeah. Uh, here's a woman's scream. Says that that's what a mountain lion apparently sounds like. I don't have any yeah, I, I, uh, my, prior my, knowledge of mountain lions, but I'm assuming that this is fact-checked. My one comment was like, oh, actually, I didn't check it myself, actually. I didn't have time. Oh. But I, my comment was like, oh, okay, of course. Yeah, I'm sure they sound like that. Because it says so matter-of-factually, I'm sure that they know. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure if you go on YouTube, there's probably going to be like audio of it, and it's... Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. creepy as hell. Am I the only one who searched yeah, it? Yeah, you're the only one who actually searched it. <laughs> yep. I knew you would, so I yeah. didn't bother. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Either way, um, Surf says that that's what the mountain lion sounds like when they scream, so mm-hmm. he makes note trying to locate where it's coming from. Then he hears a closer, so he starts to leave. Then he hears a closer again, starts to jog away. After a while, it stops. He turns around, and there's a shadowy figure of a man. He says to come into the welcome center because it's unsafe out here. The man takes an impossibly large step towards him, then makes the same scream. And, then he, just, and then he just nopes out. Yeah, nopes the fuck out. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> I'll correct my note. Starf, nope the fuck out. There we go. Cool. Um, then on to page four, finally. Okay. So this is the last page. Uh, story one. This, um, these next few stories are from Craft Dinner. <laughs> yeah, it is KD. Yep. Uh, okay. Is it KD? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. KD. Yeah. So, okay, craft there. So, uh, father led his family off the safe trail. This is on the mountain. Yeah. Uh, fell through some loose snow down a cliff. The father and mother died on impact. Both kids survived. One injured. The other one, okay. The okay one goes to find help. Craft dinner gets the call that they're missing and finds the quote-unquote okay kid frozen in the snow, curled up in a ball and crying. Yeah. And Crafter says, like, I hope that the father's, like, burning in hell for yeah, what he did or whatever. Yeah, because he was an idiot and went off the trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, we got another realistic one, and then we then they push on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So, part four, story two, another Crafter story. Climber doesn't come home. Crafter goes to find him. Climbs up to where he was going, finds blood at a flat section, follows it, finds blood tissue, or bleh, finds tissue in blood... And then his body, arms stretched out, face down, disemboweled. Crafter thinks he fell on his ice pick, which disemboweled him, and he tried to crawl away. People who came to get the body threw up as the gut, guy's guts spilled out as he was turned over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, part four, story three. More craft dinner. Uh, oh. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> triple cheese craft dinner, because it's the third one. Uh... <laughs> Family is uh, picking berries at the entrance to the park. One of the kids disappears. They search for ages but never find him. The family comes back to put flowers at the spot a year later, and the other kid disappears. Should not be laughing. I know it's, it's just horrible. Like, it, it's gallows humor. Really. Yeah, just, I know it is. <laughs> they search again, even more, and eventually find the kid far away and alive. He says the fuzzy man took him. The fuzzy man, as in he's fuzzy, as in blurry. As in, yeah, not like, because he's furry. Not, he's not furry. He's your eyes can't see him properly. Yes, that's always disconcerting. He'd scream at him if he tried to leave a specific area, but he was fed, and uh, the fuzzy man had to let him go because he isn't quote unquote the right kind. Yeah. the The other kid was never found though. Yeah. Part four, story four, more crafting. Craftener is with a training group and steps away to go bathroom. She starts to return. By the way, this is the first time I realized Craftener is very. Um, Craftener is a uh, s- very sweary. Yeah, <laughs> like she's very. Uh, I don't know the right word to say it, but either way, 
Yeah, this one is also the... Uh, I'll bring this up after you do the rundown. Okay. So she goes back from, uh, starts to return to where she came, and realizes she has no idea where she is at all. So she picks a random direction and walks. Starts hearing a frog-like voice in her head to tell her to just walk and find something to eat. It'll be fine. Eventually she sees a man coming towards her, so she pulls out her knife. And the guy stops and says to put the knife away. That snaps her out of it, and she's told she's been missing for two days. And that, my friends, is a Wendigo story. Is it? Uh, and the only Wendigo story I've seen, uh, like, really, I was actually surprised, like, I was surprised we didn't get one earlier, and I was actually kind of hoping we would get one, just because I like Wendigos, like, I like Wendigo stories, but they're done to death. What's Wendigo about this? I don't know much about um, it. Wendigo, well, first off, um, uh, Wendigos are spirits of, can- of hunger. They are, like, of, of like, cold and hunger mm-hmm. um, in Native American legends and stuff like that. So, and at least in media and whatnot, um, they're usually refer, uh, like, well, also in legends, they're also uh, uh, connected to cannibalism. Okay. Uh, like, being up on a mountain and you cannibalize um, because you're so hungry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, this pitch, and this story right here is the aspect they, t- I believe they took for Butcher's, uh, Butcher's Block. Oh, okay. Because when you're when I was watching the trailer, there was a lot. It was a meat. First off, it was a meatpacking uh, district, mm-hmm. and it was about a family slash cult family, like a family that ab- ab- like absorbs other people into their family, like. Mm. Um, and it was about eating flesh and meat and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, so they're just going with a weird civilized Wendigo cult or something in this town. Oh, okay. Is what I think is going to end up happening, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, this was like the. I was like, oh yeah, well you can't you can't do a a forest a, like a North American forest store uh, like series without tackling at least one Wendigo story. Um, that said, this one actually I like uh, the story itself. I didn't mind because it actually does it from a different angle. Like all the other stories in this in this uh, series have been from the angle of the search and rescue party, like looking for somebody else. Well, technically, this kind of was. It is. But it's also from the victim's point of view yeah. because you get to see what the supernatural thing is doing to the person. Mm-hmm. And again, like the person uh, like snaps to it and realizes that she's been gone for two days. Yeah, and before she snapped out of it, she's pulling her knife because she was she, she was, was like, going to kill him. Yeah, she was going to eat, eat him. him. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole Wendigo issue. So, yep. but yeah, uh, I, I had to bring that up. I wanted to wait till like it got brought up in this yeah, rundown or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the last we hear of Craft Dinner. Yeah. Mm. As delicious as it is, that's all we get. So, on to part, part four, story five. This is the beginning of the EU stories. <laughs> EW. EU, actually. Four W's. So, <laughs> Except it wasn't, but okay. So, EU and his uh, Sartner, which I'm referring to them as, because it's a Sar partner. Yeah, I know, yeah. Are out looking for a lost kid, and you sees a small body curled at the bottom of the stairs in the forest. His Sartner says he will not go there, and he will stay away. You goes up and sees that it is the kid. He's been missing for only a couple hours, but he's dead with a bit of blood on his lip and chin, holding his stomach. They bring him back, family cries, hears from the coroner that he has no idea how he died, but his insides were... And I quote, like Swiss cheese, except for his heart and lungs. Yeah, all the other major organs had like holes in them, like clean holes in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the corners. Like he was perforated, but not externally. There was no external yeah. damage at all. 
Yeah, that one kind of creeps me out because it was like, I the only thing I can think of is some kind of flesh eating disease, some uh, flesh eating bacteria of some kind, or again, or it's magic, or or, or basically the weird anomaly that the fucking stairs are like space time yeah. supernatural bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> human termites. Yep. That cosmic too. termites. Cosmic human termites. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> yes. And then the very last story, because we only got one story from you, is uh, from Peanut Butter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Is his name PB? Yes. Yep. Holy shit. Peanut Butter. So... PBs. Okay. So <laughs> Peanut Butter is uh, talking to Sar... As they pass a partially destroyed building, seeing the stairs there, and Sar is like, yes, if Peanut Butter, who is a, an old veteran, um, knows about them. Peanut Butter says yes, and says he will only tell them if he will turn off his radio and never tell anyone. <laughs> no, I will totally won't tell our superiors. I'll just, I'll just mention it on my blog. I'll just tell the entire internet. <laughs> oh, anyway. well, clear, surely our supervisors don't check Reddit. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, especially especially when you could just easily type in search and rescue on Google, and, and this immediately shows up. Yeah, and like uh, the detail that he goes into, you can clearly tell who it is because he describes his entire team. But either way, yeah, moving yeah. on. So, um, uh, turn radio off and tell no one ever. Um, so essentially, a long time ago, Peanut Butter and his rookie kept talking about the Goat Man, who yeah. was referenced recent uh, in a prior entry. Yeah. I just didn't mention it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how he's never seen one. <laughs> yes. And um, and he's like, you shouldn't be scared of the goat man. I'll show you something you should be scared of. And takes him to show the, show him the stairs. Yeah. So he's properly scared of them. And um, the stairs do... And he says that the stairs do random bad things to people. Like cutting off limbs, making blood vessels explode. And he describes two events of that happening. Yeah. Um, or makes dogs lose the scent and makes people lose the missing kid. Or a person the next day being cut like cr- in straight half, in half, miles away. Yeah, yeah. Or etc. etc. And just tells yeah. different things that it, the stairs can do. And that is the end. Yeah, because and it is only uh, by this point um, our uh, narrator, despite all the creepy things that they've been mentioning, and like again, moral of the story: don't go in the woods. They're creepy, yo. Yeah. Um, their curiosity onto what the fuck the stairs are are getting the better of them. And they are going to start digging deeper. Mm-hmm. And I think we can know what's going to happen by the, by the end of this, I think. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually a really good synopsis. Thank you. Did you actually... I, I can't remember. Did you actually cover the, the, goat, the not goat man story? Yes, I just didn't say which one it was. Right, yeah. Okay. There, uh, there are a lot there of... There have been five names dropped of villains. The first one being the bear man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One being the big man with scary face. Yeah. The, one being the big man with black eyes. One being the goat man, and one being the fuzzy. Well, man. the goat man's never actually mentioned. A guy says the goat man. Yeah. Okay. He says the goat. Like he he says um mentioned in part two, goat man. Oh. The word is there. Okay. But it's more like um, I think that's where it's like. I've there's never, a story that pe- people have been talking about the goat man, but I don't think this is the goat man, but this is the story. I thought that was the, uh, oh, and then the, later the, on, the, the panther one or panther one. I don't know. Or not the, sorry. I meant the, uh, the, the mountain lion uh, mountain lion one. Yeah. I don't recall. Cause I remember, cause, cause, the, cause that one is a clear, like to me, that story is very much a skinwalker. Um, like 
uh, like those shapeshifter type monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna what? go with no. Okay, because I, I, the, I remember... the um, mountain lion is in part three, and the goat man references in part two. Okay, I, I I read this like three days ago, so um, yeah. but I remember like hearing about the like like him talking about like some friends of his that like were asking if he'd ever seen the goat man, and he's like, I've never seen the goat man, but here's something that's similar, and I thought that was the black eyed man. Like, story? Like, the weird, like, that's a weird story, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, I don't know, like, I, I feel like these are, like, like, they, they, yeah, there's a lot of little stories into this. Like, it's not just you're reading a single narrative, you're reading a bunch of different narratives, but there's mm-hmm. a, and then there's a wraparound story kind of to it, like a meta plot almost with the, with the narrator themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some grammar Nazism, however, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say forward here, these aren't really bad, um, like, grammar Nazi things. They were just ones I picked up, like, spelling issue-wise. Uh, so, By the way, I found the Goat Man one you're talking about. Oh, which about. one was it? It's the one where, um, with the Meow 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 Man. Yes, okay, yeah, that one. Because the guy, like, jumps, like, like uh, no, no, because he goes out there and he, like, he hears all the voices and that's it. The um the old couple's out there. Yeah. Then they see the woman hears it, passes out. Then Sar goes out there to investigate. Hears the ship, but never sees anything and leaves. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, do you guys have any grammar Nazi stuff, or did you? I wrote down. I have a couple. Okay. Well, then I'll go into mine then. Oh. All right. So this is part one, story five, the black-eyed man story. Uh, when we were within sight um, of base ops. So basically that one was just sight was not the right word. It was sight as in the location sight, uh, not sight as in vision, which is what it well, was. In. Within, it was within sight, as, like within vision of the base ops. Yeah, but they yeah. can be within like the sight. Like but within, then you would specify. Yeah, you would specify. The like, the way, not the necessarily, because you could say within sight, like I'm on sight. Within sight. When we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me. I guess because I <laughs> no, but the yeah. way I read it, I read that as when we are. Within I, I understand. It. Yeah, I do understand because like, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that. It's like yeah, I could see that being the. I think it's it, probably a typo. Yeah, I yes. think it's more or less yeah. sight as in vision sight. Yes. Okay. But, yes. Um, and then part two, uh, story six, his first encounter, his first personal encounter with the stairs, um, story. Um, they're usually in good condition, but sometimes it's it looks like they've been out there for miles. I think that was supposed to mean months. Yeah. Like they've been out there for months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got that one, too. All right. You can tell so, that off yours. Because I was like, miles is not a reference of time. <laughs> <laughs> then we have part two, uh, story eight, the goat manish story. Um, I don't see anyone, so I keep going about a mile more. And I, when I heard back, I got off the trail. <laughs> um, so I think it just has to be like, um, so I keep going about a mile more, and when I head back, I go off the trail. Like, just get rid of that first I that's between and and when. Um, yeah, just kind of a silly, like, kick. I was like, <laughs> just like, and I, uh, anyway. Um, part three, uh, scene, uh, story three. Um, Sar, uh, Sar advice message to the comments. I think the best advice I can give is to contact your local forest service office and see if they offer and training uh, courses. So I think that has to be say and see if they offer any 
training courses. Mm-hmm. Um, part four, story two, Katie's uh, climber story. He drug himself along, tearing pieces of himself out as he went. I think you mean he dr- he dragged himself along. Yep. Not he drugged him. He he drug he drug himself along. Yeah, I guess drug isn't past. No, it's it nope. not. It's dragged. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You found my first and last. Well, and now we have uh, part four, story five. Ew's uh, kid on the stairs. My hear sinks. Yes. It's like my heart sinks. Mm-hmm. We're missing a T. Yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> um, and then my final one. Um, I didn't. I didn't a chance to uh, to talk to him again. I didn't get a chance to talk to him again. Oh, I read right over that. Yeah. Um, that is my note. That's my grammar Nazisms. Okay. So, uh, do you guys, we'll do the grammar Nazisms. Yeah, get them out of the way. Any other ones that you caught? Alright, uh, grammar Nazi. Do, 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 This is in part two. I uh, can't remember where. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I'm headed back, I start to hear something in the distance. So it should be heading back. Yeah. As opposed to heading. You're talking about the past. As I'm headed, as I'm headed back, I I, 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 the, I I understand where you're going from. However, I was picking up that 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 was kind of the lingo that the story was going with for a lot of these. Like it's like I'm heading back, I'm headed back, and like I, I the I tense noticed, is kind I of weird in the a lot tense, of the stories. Well, because some of the tense isn't actually it, it's past tense, but it's done like almost with a like that like with a with a different way, like almost like a different accent or like a different style of past tense because it's like done from like people saying like because I, I hear that kind of in dialogue a lot of the time it's like so I'm headed this way and I'm going this way and I'm doing this and headed the, headed for this like yeah. but that's like technically not how you'd say that or write that mm-hmm. that that's is how, how you, you would say it but though. that's how you'd say it and that's what a lot of these are basically just accounts that this person's hearing so mm-hmm. um, it's kind of almost like a like it's a, almost passable <laughs> it's almost passable to me like because I was yeah. like because it's, it's most of the stories written kind of like that way you have um, to write down the entire in, in, yeah. the entirety of all of it because <laughs> yeah. all of everything yeah. is I, I actually weird tense. for this for this instance for this story or for these collections of stories I don't think that's entirely a problem um, unless it's really glaring mm. well it was glaring enough for me to make it in I, I understand so. true and you did bring it up because and I'll say I, I probably should have brought it up too because it like as I was reading I was like this isn't past present tense, but this also isn't quite past tense, or like how you write past tense. <laughs> this is like how yeah. you speak. Like, I so I'm headed to this way, and I find this thing, and I, like, and I find it right there, and like that, it's like, yeah, it's like it's that kind of. It's like he's recounting, well, and that's like what, an audio vlog, and, and that's of a kind it. of that's, that's kind, kind of what he, the, the the person does. It's like they, yeah. these are for the most part transcribes of stories he's been hearing, like orally from people. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do agree. It's kind of a weird. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then my last grammar Nazism that I decided to make note of was a run-on sentence. Oh. But we're not seeing any signs of her or getting any responses, and around midnight we decide to turn around and head back to the rendezvous point. Yeah, there's cool. way too many joining yeah. words, and the sentence begins with "but." Ah, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all know how much you hate, but. And how. Giggity. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Alright, so that's it for my grammar Nazisms. I kept it brief. Yeah. Okay. On to my Nazis then. So, my first one is in part one in the intro. Yep, nice, nice. In the very intro. It's, um, this is the quote, I've been an SAR officer for a few years now. Is it and? As in? It's a. It should be a SAR officer, Oh, okay, right? yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, yeah, no, it should be, yeah, because, uh, it's, cause not it's, even, like, even if you do, like, search and rescue. It's a search and rescue. It's still a, because the only reason you do an is if it's, like, an E or an N. And or, every, or EMA, or, like, it Every like, single right. time that this is referenced, saying a SAR officer, it's an every time. It's okay. not one mess up every single oh, time. I, unless okay. they're doing, I'm an, an, an I'm an S. Okay, AR. That's Maybe. no, I don't know. One of those things where it might not actually be wrong. Really? Um, like, what's the purpose the, of going and for that specific purpose? Okay. So when you're describing your job, I don't think they're actually saying. So I, am I an podcaster? No, no, no. That's not no. no, then what? No, no. Uh, it's because uh, can I get it? Quickly again, the an. I've been an SAR officer for a few okay, years. Okay, I know now. What the problem so is, yeah. it's an officer, but the SAR is the description of the officer. But you're a I SAR officer. I don't think that's actually it, or something. I think along it's because it's the same. How like? I think they're actually not calling it SAR um, or search in the wood. I think they're actually saying I'm an SAR officer and SAR. Because oh, the way you would you, say S, yeah, S, I'm it an starts S. like yeah, because you wouldn't say I'm a SAR, like I'm an SAR, because SAR is likely how they're actually saying. It's because that I'm reading it as SAR. I've been a SAR officer, but if yes. you say it as SAR, which is an SAR, which yeah. is likely how they do it, yeah, because it would be ESS, yeah, for S, yeah, yeah. Well, shit, dicks. Yeah, uh, no, no, I know. It's, you know, you're like, yeah, it's a common thing. It cause... looks weird, but when you actually <laughs> think about it, yeah, I suppose yeah. that is right. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like when we kept doing like KD and EW and that's so nice. PB. No, I know, but like, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, like and like we, but we keep, but we keep calling SAR SAR, even though it really should be SAR. Yeah, but he had, doesn't have a name, so you have to give him a name. No, I know. So I named him SAR. All right. Well, either way, the um, next one is in part one, story two. Uh, starting with conjunction, um, the sentence is not hills, not even rock faces. Period. Then straight sheer cliffs with no possible handholds. So, first of all, those are two very short sentences, and it starts with not, which yep. is kind of weird to me. I actually have that on. My so the way I would have rewritten it, yeah, rewritten it, is um, it was not like these were hills or even rock faces, but straight sheer cliffs with no possible handholds. So my 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 little thing to that whole thing is like, isn't that like isn't sheer cliff uh, straight sheer cliff face by defin or sorry straight sheer cliffs by definition a rock face? <laughs> it's like if it's a, I, I'm assuming it's mean like it, okay a rock face is like okay it's a it's a cliff or whatever but it's jagged there's shit to climb on. But a, a straight sheer cliff. cliff is like someone a god took a freaking sword and went. Shh. I, I it's guess it's a wall. It's a wall. <laughs> but no, but I mean, there's literally nothing. No, to I know. Grab I, I, I get it. I get you. But at the same time, I like look at this. Like, 
by definition, that's still a rock face. So well, think of it like this. That. A rock face is a face of a wall that has rocks all over it. Rocks give you handholds. No, I get that. A sheer yeah. cliff just, is sheen. Yeah, I know. It just... I get what you're saying, and I agree. Ha ha. But, <laughs> but you're wrong, and I hate you. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's it right there. Uh, my next note is about tense, but we kind of touched on that, so I'll, yeah. I'll skip that. Um, part two, story one. Um, how the hell had this guy's cane ended up there? Should it be how the hell had this guy's cane ended yeah. up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems weird. Yep, yep. Um, part three in the intro. There is still a great amount of interest in the stairs, and luckily for you guys, my friend has a story that I think you'll all be very interested in. Why? What's wrong with <laughs> why did I? Why did I put that there? So the stairs. Do I have to edit this out? Oh, it's because of a comma, a lack of a comma. Oh, okay. Because I uh, kind of run. When I first read, I didn't stumble too much. What I wrote down, anyways. When I first read it, I read it like, there's still a great amount of interest in the stairs. And luckily for you guys, my friend has a story. Like, there's no comma. It should be like, luckily for you guys, comma, my friend has a story. But it says, luckily for you guys, my friend. It's almost saying, like, for you guys, which are my friend, (laughs) you have a story. But even though it's not talking about that, it's just like a lack of a comma kind of stumbled me for a second. And um, that's actually all of them. Okay. I guess we'll move on to our actual thoughts now. Yep, yep, of course. So, I'll start with mine. Honestly, reading these stories was kind of a treat for me. Um, they're short accounts that feel like they'd be actual weird accounts someone would... Someone in that profession of, like, search and rescue woods. Um, would, or, or even just, like, tellings of such a story. Like, of, like, ghost stories or cryptid sightings kind of things. Would sound like. Like, it sounds, like, kind of plausible. It sounds somewhat... From what I've seen on, like... YouTube channels and, like, websites about, like, mysteries and conspiracies and, like, like Bigfoot sightings and stuff like when the documentarists ask people who have seen them or, like, supposedly seen them or, like, mm-hmm. talking about ghost stories of, like, a haunted house, like, the inner town or whatever. They sound like those kind of accounts. Yeah. Um, I actually did have a hard time telling if some of them were pulled from actual accounts and extrapolated on or if they were, like, to make it more feel more grounded or realistic... Or if they were all fabricated, um, like, for instance, uh, over the weekend, Mikey and I watched with a friend a bunch of cryptid videos, like, in the counts, like, top 15, top 10, uh, like, creepy encounters in the woods and stuff like that, or, like, things caught on tape and stuff like that by this guy named Chills on YouTube. And then I sat down and read these stories, and one of the stories, word for word... <laughs> was an account that was on a uh, top 10 or top 15 um, strange, uh, strangers in the woods stories. When you say word for word, you might actually word for word. Literally word for word. The guys were going out into like a valley, uh, like were doing a search and rescue. They were in, out in a valley they hadn't been to in a while. There was a massive like noise that like almost sounded like an explosion was going off or something like that. And then freight train. Si- yeah, freight train or whatever. And then silence. And then... As they were coming back, they heard the crying again, and then they got closer. They heard they they could tell something was off, and then they realized and stopped because uh, as they got closer, they realized it was on a loop, mm-hmm. like the crying and then the moaning and then the hiccup and then the crying and the moaning and the hiccup, mm-hmm. and that was when they just decided to book it. Okay, um, just double checking. Like, 
When you say word for word, you mean literally it's copy paste. Okay, I don't. Or mean, do you mean word for word, as in the point the, for point, point for point? point. For point. I'm a, I apologize. Okay. Um, plot for plot, basically Thank you. the same thing. Okay, I was I figured it's, that's what you meant. Yeah, but I wasn't you just sure. decided to be an asshole. No, I, <laughs> it's not that. I'm not deciding to. If I'm an asshole, it just happens. I never decide to. But um, I just mean it, I was just curious if it was actually like plagiarized off. No, of no. But although I'm pre- like that's what no, word for word is. Okay, well, sorry. Point for like plot for plot. Point yes. for point. Like the same situation, the same like okay. environment, the same everything. The only like and it was like. So it had me wonder, it's like, I guess Chills probably grabbed this from this Reddit No Slip series. Yeah. Um, because of how realistic it kind of, or how, how weird yet how kind of realistic that it, like, the account is. Because it yeah. does, again, like, these stories are, some of them are fantastical, but some of them are just believable enough. Hey. Within, the, within the confines of, like, again, well, you've never, have you ever watched, like, those documentaries of, like, Oh, true! Like true mysteries and like of the woods or like of uh, national parks. And stuff like <laughs> I like the air quotes you're putting on this. I mean, true history. No, no, true mysteries. True mystery. Like those mystery documentaries where yeah. like they're like they get uh, records and stuff of like that, or like interviews, mm-hmm. and like the people like explain stories and the way they tell the stories, like they're almost like these these encounters. Like they're just weird, bizarre, or creepy. Sorry, yeah. I have to make a Seth reference. <laughs> it's like when they did the whole um, Thanksgiving episode. With the the History Channel, and they're like, the History Channel just found out that we're aliens at the first Thanksgiving, and they they have, like, people there that are, like, authorities on this matter, like, well, there's nothing said in all the books and all the writings that there weren't aliens there, so there probably there could have been. <laughs> that's <laughs> all that's you know, that, That's kind of like, like, it, that's kind of the same, like, that, that, because South Park was making up, or was, was making fun of those kind of documentaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, this is the kind of thing that you hear on those like mystery documentaries or like those accounts online like again like when YouTube channels like chills or whatever that do like top five like creepiest stories you've ever heard out of the like when you're when you're camping kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then sort of ahead of everything else with my notes and whatnot um if you like reading creepy forest stories you're probably going to enjoy these um because they've got a bit of variety to them uh, so like there might be one like the, like one of the others. I mean there I mean there are like there's disappearances. There's like creepy figures in the woods. There's the stairs. There's hmm. tragic stuff. There's silly stuff. Um, there's like accidents that are legitimate. Just like weird. Like just like oh that was one in a million like accidents kind of thing. Um, but yeah, here's some like noteworthy like notes and whatnot I have from that from all the different stories we just covered in our rundown (laughs) so with part one story two um the scent goes up the cliff uh one like where the dog like sees the sense the trail goes all the way up the cliff even though it should be impossible um this is a really short uh, this is really short but i like the eerie concept i um that i think it's trying to get across we're trying to convey the fact that the scent trail is of this person is smeared up a sheer cliff wall as uh, like that no one should pop physically be able or easily be able to climb up at all it's like some weird creature walked it, up the wall that or like the person just like again like reality like physics just broke and they just walked they wandered up the wall like in a yeah. trance or something um kind of like a mind freak thing where like where Chris Angel walks up the wall <laughs> yeah. a sheer wall um it's just like like some of these stories like have like really like, they convey, like, a, a creepy idea, and I just really enjoy those. And this is one of them where, like, the dog's like, yeah, you're, like, the dog's just picking up the trail. Oh, hey, we're going to get it. 
why are the dogs looking like as if the trail goes all the way up the cliff that mm-hmm. I can't even conceive how somebody would walk, get up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, same thing goes with, like, the, the, the man's um, cane up in 30 feet in the, yeah. in the, in the tree. It's like, so something's picking off people from the sky <laughs> is kind of what I got from that and a couple of other ones. Uh, but we'll get into yeah, that. Possibly, because it could have, like, went down grabbed him, and then on the way up... That's what I mean, it, yeah. His cane caught onto the tree, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, and also, like, a lot of the ones, like, the, the, the body parts that were picked up, yeah. is like, okay, so there's just something in these woods that are just, like... <laughs> or, like, like, a, like some large bird creatures just, like, grabbing people, eating them, and then dro- and then flying away, like, because there's no trace of them, right? Yeah. Uh, or, um, uh, or even the girl that goes climbing up the tree and just vanishes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been a bird that went by. Yeah, actually, there's that theory for me for that one, and then there's also like a theory of like possibly being like the the stairs, um, because when we first see the stairs, we don't really know what they're all about. So my instant, my first instinct was, well, it's maybe it's like the the, the girl who got one up the tree and never came back was that literally they go somewhere like somewhere at a certain elevation or at a certain like level. Um, there's like an anomaly that you just you vanish through. And you can't just go back. Through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have uh, part one, story five, the black-eyed man or the man with the black eyes. Um, uh, this this is I gotta, refer, I gotta do the uh, the quote for this one. Um, okay. She touches my shoulder and says, "He says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it mostly it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it." That was a pretty good little creepy zinger. It's like, the guy's, the, the thing is right, because, and then it's followed by like him hearing a voice right at his ear. It's like, yeah. it's like must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> like, Which one was that? That was the black-eyed man, like the girl who's like freaking out about like something in the woods, like uh, with black eyes. And then as they're like moving far, like closer and closer to the, the, uh, the home base or whatever, um, she's saying like the, they have to go faster because she's like, the thing's like stalking them, but nobody else can see them but her. Mm-hmm. And then by the did end... Did I like, not make a rundown of that one? You did. Um, oh, maybe? I might have missed that. I might have missed that. That was also the one that was, that mentions the goat man. Like, it says... it says um, I've never encountered the goat man, but this was something similar, or it was like... That was the meow man. I thought that... Okay. I thought the, go, I thought the black eyed man account was also... Was like Had, like, mentioned the goat man, but, like, it wasn't a goat man thing. Either way, but, it's wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I just liked like uh, I liked this one because it was like again another zinger kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like ah, yeah. <laughs> must go faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, and right after that, like he basically just picks her up and just starts running. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, part one, story six, uh, the sign off bit and about the stairs. So like, basically, it's just him. It's like if anyone has any theories about the stairs or if you've ever if you've seen them yourself, um, let me know. So my first instinct. Um, when I when I first started reading this for the first time, it was like something tells me these are going to be the uh, more fre- uh, like frequently mentioned, and are going to connect somehow. Like as they keep going, like it's going to get more and more. Like this is the overarching narrative that like the meta plot kind That's of. That's what you're here for. Yeah, like all these other stories are here to um explain the setting of the woods and stuff that being creepy, and then like the stairs are the major focal point of the creepiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually looked into my rundown. That's the one where it stares in the forest, upward stairs, apparently. Like, that's all I put for my notes, <laughs> oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Well, um, were there stairs in that story? Not not that one you just talked about, the previous one. 
I think so, yeah. The one where I'm like, I'm not sure if I made a note of it. So, the, um, so that was my first instinct of it. And then, and then we get to, and then I get to part four, or I've read all the four parts, and it's like, all but confirmed that those are going to be basically the main narrative thing. Um, and it really gives this story kind of an interesting meta plot because it's, originally the story, the series, this, the series was just a collection of stories that this guy was posting online to share and like creep up people and stuff. But then there's this underlying narrative of like the person themselves is a character in their own story and they're investigating the weirdness that is these stairs in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, and you start to realize that like the story has a little bit more depth to it because it's actually going, it's not just one level of like this person telling a bunch of short, scary accounts and stuff of that or creepy accounts and weird accounts. They are in their own weird account. Um, I just like meta, like, like things that go that extra level of deep or like that, that extra deep or that extra level of meta, um, for a, uh, for the narrative. Yeah. And then one of my first, one of my first initial theories, uh, as of reading part one for the stairs was like, like I said, um, maybe this, this, the anomaly of surrounding the stairs and the anomaly surrounding the girl who went up the tree, uh, maybe they're somehow, somehow connected, like. It, they go when you go up a certain like dis, like level or something like that on certain objects or whatever in this in these forests, you go somewhere and then you can't get back kind of thing, right? That was my first theory, anyways. I have a couple. I, I developed a few others as I like, kept reading the story, um, and then we go to oh, actually the next theory <laughs> uh, with part two, uh, story six, um, with uh, Sar's first encounter with the stairs, like as a tr uh, when he's in his training. Um, and this one's really, it like, when we finally got, like, kind of got a little bit more of a feel, as you, as you read the stories and you get a little bit more of the feel of, like, the weirdness that surrounds these, um, these stairs, like, they are never the same one. It's never the same set of stairs. It's always a different set of stairs. They're always, sometimes they're older, sometimes they're pristine looking. Um, they're usually in, in areas that don't have a lot of leaf litter, like they're in clearings and stuff like that, generally. Um... This this gave me kind of a feeling of the Diana, uh, Diana or Dionaeus house. Never been able to pronounce that. Um, it gave me vibes of that, or even like Appalachian folk monsters, like the Garden Nail, um, which is basically um, it's a creature that uh, will cons will surround a like an old like farmhouse or like shack in the woods um, with uh, like uh, kudzu uh, plant uh, plant uh, like plant vegetation, and make it just look like an old overused house. And when Somebody who's lost in the woods will like see it. They'll go in for shelter and they get eaten by the creature that's inside. Um, I was kind of getting like a trap, like predator or like almost like a mimic kind of angle for the stairs. Um, and like obviously, it's got to be some kind of supernatural or psychological or psychic projection that like the stairs are and the creature is something else that that we can't perceive. Um, much like the Dianai House, uh, which we are going to be doing at some point uh, down the road, because uh, I realized that was one that we have never actually done on the show. Hmm. Um, but it's basically a, uh, a house that is a human pitcher plant. Hmm. Um, and I mean that more or less mechanically, uh, it's a pitcher plant, because it's a, it's, it appears as a house. But the longer you stem, spend in the house, the, longer you re the more you realize you're trapped in the house and it's trying to eat you. Oh. Um, or you're being you're you're somehow being digested by it. Like basically, it, it, it's like Monster House. Hmm. It like grabs you and like you get eaten by it. Hmm. Um, and then we go on to the um, uh, the the no thing in my notes. What I mentioned earlier with the rundown about the moose story, 
um, that followed the tragic baby story. So, again, like I said, this series like um, has a TV tropes uh, website or uh, article or um, page, and they mention like mood whiplash, and I can kind of get that. I can kind of understand why people would see that. But for me, like I thought it was a really good um, complementary, like high and low contrasting. Like there are stories here that are tragic and realistic, um, or like. Just kind of like one in a million, like chance, like the the woman, the girl who got who fell off the cliff and like impaled herself on a tree, and then her mom was so sad and grief that she committed suicide a few weeks later, and then we go on to another weirder story, and then we go on to a tragic story, and then we get a goofy story like the moose one after the baby, like the tragic baby one, because the tragic baby one's really just a sad, um, a sad story, like a sad, more realistic account of what could happen to an SAR um, worker in the woods. Um, and then it's always contrast, but they always like the way it's like laid out is it's contrasts again. Like, uh, you get like these stories that are like that, which are a little bit more grounded, a little bit more realistic. And then you get like the fantastical one with the stairs or with like the fuzzy man or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it helps to like, kind of like level out like your expectations or your, uh, sense of disbelief. Mm-hmm. At least to me anyway. Um, then we have, um, Part three, uh, story seven, which is the collection of missing persons parts, mm-hmm. um, like the teenage boy whose remains were recovered almost a year after he vanished. He was found, or we found the top of his skull, two finger bones, and a, his camera almost forty miles from where he was last seen. The camera sadly was destroyed. Uh, the pelvis of an old man who had vanished a month earlier. Um, the lower jaw and right foot of a two-year-old boy at the highest peak in the ridge, or of, of a ridge in the southern part of the park. And, like, they just can't keep going like that. And it's like, these sound, like, the, the, these ones, as well as, like, the tree one and, like, the 30-foot the um, uh, cane, or the cane that was 30 foot feet above the ground on the on a branch, remind, like, kind of got me thinking of, like, I think something's just fly, like, capable of flying in this area, and it's just, like, eating people. <laughs> it's just grabbing people, like, whisking them off to, like, high points, or, like, the the person, the, the kid that, or, like, sometimes they don't even kill them, they just, like, leave them, like, deposit them somewhere else, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, the kid who was found, like, up on, like, a steep slope, and, like, just in a crevice, and, like, just died of, the, of, of uh, the elements. It's the same, like, a bird picks up a kid, drops the kid in his nest, feeds the kid, and then... Very possible. Like it drops them off when fattening them up, yeah. and then but um, it doesn't always eat them. It just drops them off. Maybe or yeah, maybe it finds like a better meal somewhere else. Like maybe like drops off that kid because it's just a kid and goes after the old man, or like goes after like a lar- like a larger target basically. I guess. Um, and then there's uh, but then however then we go on to other ones like the bodies of a ten year old girl with Down syndrome almost twenty miles from where she had vanished. She had died of exposure three weeks after going missing, and all her clothes were intact except for her shoes and jacket. There were berries and cooked meat in her stomach uh, when they did the autopsy. And then there's a few more other ones like that, like um, where like the the body was like the the, the character uh, the the person the victim was found intact, but and they had food they still had like food in their body, their bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, uh, and but they've been gone for like months, but like like they only died like a few days prior, mm-hmm. um, and like for the that's the kind of the exception to my theory of like someone's just like whisking people away is that, except for the exposure victims where the with the contents in the stomach, that's just a whole possibly a whole other beast of weirdness, 
like again the fuzz the fuzzy man or the uh, the bear man or something like that. There's like mm-hmm. something in the woods that's like taking people in, I guess as pets, and then gets bored and discards them and leaves them off to the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, yeah. again, like I've been saying over and over again, the woods are creepy, yo. Avoid them at all costs. Mm. <laughs> um, and then we have part three, story nine, uh, where the kids end up in impossible places in the mountains. Uh, and we mentioned it in the rundown where the kid was dropped off in the mountains um, uh, almost as if, uh, like, like months after they'd uh, been, uh, like, kidnapped or, like, taken. Um, like, ripped off the face of the earth, put, uh, suspended in animation, and then dropped off and, like, killed off by the elements or the exposure. And, like, I'm kind of getting, like, for this one, I got, I got, I started getting this vibe of, like, a creepy space-time anomaly that, like, um, there's, like, a Russian mountain pass that's, like, called the Devil's Pass or something like that, mm-hmm. where this kind of theory kind of, is, like, there's a movie done of it, and I remember seeing it, and it was, like, this space-time anomaly, like a portal, like a wormhole, and the characters would, like, pass through it and end up in this, roughly the same place, or, like, maybe a couple, of, like, miles away from where they were. And like a couple of like a couple of years back, and so it's kind of the same kind of anomaly, just a little bit scaled back, mm-hmm. where like this person just like there's just like some rampant like space time anomalies in this national park, and like the kid literally it just like swallowed the kid up and deposited them a few months later, like and like as as if they just like basically stepped through a door, mm-hmm. um, and then died of the elements. So it's, like, kind of creep Again, just, like, weird... Also, like, kind of, it reminds me of, like, Lost Times, like, alien abduction kind of theory. Mm-hmm. Um, again, stuff that is... I say realistic in terms of accounts because it's stuff that people do, like, uh, do, like, account for or, like, or like uh, do report mm-hmm. as mysteries in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just made-up stories online. They're possibly made up lot of stories that people like uh, people account mm-hmm. uh, in the real world when they're dealing with abductions and disappearances and stuff and then like just like national parks in general like have like really fucked up weird disappearances like where the fuck did this person go how the hell are they that far away like those these are actual like there are like actual like disappearances and accounts like that mm-hmm. and they're rampant with like conspiracy theories of like Bigfoot or UFOs or whatever mm-hmm. um and so then we'll move on to my next one. Um, uh, this is... Oh, you know, actually, I mentioned that one. The mountain lion one. I mentioned the uh, the hunger and the Wendigo thing. Um, there is... Okay, yeah. This one is by e, uh, is EW or Ewes. Um, Ewes kid story uh, on the stair. Um, they were out looking for this 11-year-old boy, Joey, who'd gone missing uh, near a river. So I found it interesting, because this is the first time we've actually gotten a name for one of the kids. Yeah, that was weird. And I was like, I figured the reason why they weren't doing it throughout the entire like series was because for an, uh, anonymity's sake. Yeah. But it's just odd that this is the one victim we get a name to. <laughs> um, and then we have PB's confession of the stairs, like about like the true nature of Lara, like what they know about the stairs and stuff. And um, It's just peanut butter. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just going. Okay, so this one's just like, like yeah. So he's like explains like the rookie asks me what the hell they these oh, these are doing out here, and for some reason I just opened up and told him the truth. 
or what I've been told is the truth. I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for it, for doing what I did, and I could get in a lot of trouble for repeating it to you. Through all of this like series so far, I love how well placed these stair stories are. Like again, like the the stair stories are clearly the overarching narrative. Yeah. But I like how like they're placed kind of like over the course of the stories. Like you're hearing like oh yeah, there's this creepy story. I'm going to tell you a bunch of stories, like, guys, about like these. The weird things that have been going on in the woods, like this this one disappearance of like person just like went up on the tree and disappeared. This tragic story of a baby and all that. And then there's these weird stairs that are just in the woods, and we're told to avoid them, and we don't know anything about them. And they're just like yeah. like we're we're supposed to apparently like everybody's like cool with them being there, just as long as you don't touch them or anything like that. It's so weird. Anyways, and then there's this Wendigo story thing, and then like yeah, it's like I just like how like they're just like non plus or they're kind of like tangentially added. And then people, because uh, he, it's almost like the author knew that, like, by mentioning them, people would start, would, like, kind of, like, navigate to yeah. them. And then, like, they're able to keep going. So, oh, well, this is our, because these are told, like, over the course of a couple of days. Like, each, each, uh, each part was done, like, over the course of a couple of days. I just don't understand why their superiors can't say, don't go near the stairs. If you touch them or go up them, people will die. Well, they do mention, like, why. Like, because, like, no, they, they don't. They, they tell them what the officers tell all the new recruits is to stay away from the stairs and don't ask questions. Yeah, well, that's... I, I, I'm I, saying, why don't they tell them they're dangerous and we don't understand them? Stay away. Yeah, because otherwise you got the big shiny red button conundrum. Exactly. Yeah. You have exactly it's, what Sar is doing. It is also... He starts digging. Yeah. It is also kind of a... Um, I, I'm with you. Like, it, like when you look at it, it's like, why can't you just tell them? I think the problem also is, is that it's a very common narrative, like story trope, to have like the organization that you work for telling you to just it's classified, don't bother with it, <laughs> like just ignore it, because that propagates the narrative of the person, like of the curiosity of the person to want to be yeah. deeper. Um, it's it's basically like the faulty, that. It's the faulty uh, faultiness and bureaucracy. With something like that, I feel like the character would have dug deep anyways, because it's like, what? okay, why does it do these dangerous things? Yeah. How can I investigate this and find out about it without hurting myself and others? Yeah, like... Instead of just, no, it's fine. Well, it also might mean, like, I mean, like again, we're not, it's not mentioned in the story, but like, if I were to, like... And again, we haven't finished the series, so we don't know if there's actually, if there's anything actually added on to the story mm-hmm. uh, regarding the woods. Uh, but, like, I wonder if, like... Again, like maybe there was basically a cover up. Like, yeah, these things are not going away. They've been around since like national parks existed in, in North America. Um, but there was this incident back in fifth in the forties or whatever when somebody when we tried looking into them and something really bad fucking happened. And ever since then, we basically like, all right, we're just going to tell everybody just to just avoid them. Don't worry about them. Just avoid them because we don't want to have anything to do with it after the 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 issue at ninety four or the issue at forty six. <laughs> Kind of like that. Like I, I get again. I, I get like where you're coming from. Um, in that situation, yeah, like, they probably just board them up so that it's not possible well, for they, people to get through them. The problem is they vanish. Like they they re they they well, yeah, they're, they're never, not, they're in never the same spot. yeah they're never in the same spot. It's always never it's never the same st- stairs either. Yeah, like they're never the same ones. It's like this like roaming anomaly that mm-hmm. goes through, and it's not just the one national park. It's a, it seems to be a bunch of national parks. Yep. Um, so it's like basically you have to close down national parks in order to keep people safe. 
And then what happens if they start going to cities? Maybe that's what's happening in the in the Channel Zero season three. Is like that's true. They migrate to the cities. That's true. Um, I could look at all of this. Yeah, and we, we well, we just don't know because we haven't read the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the series has come to an end only because um, uh, she basically like they got she sold the rights to uh, Sifi for the um, the stories, mm-hmm. and I think she really couldn't. Continue it after or yeah. afterward. Like she's not legally obligated to exactly, yeah. or she's not legally obligated. Yeah, exactly, something like that. Because um, she, she said she's had to up for adoption. <laughs> well, because she said she's had to move on from the series from yeah. the series to yeah. something else. So, but yeah, um, yeah, no, that's actually an interesting theory. Now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, maybe that's why. It's like basically they've uh, like something happens in in the next four sections. And like, what if Channel Zero's butcher block is actually just the progression of that? Yeah, because it has but to escalate to like something. I, I would have it to doesn't say, have to, well, but yeah. I'm saying like, to their logic, it has to escalate to an entire town. Yeah, or like move from like the rural to the urban. Yeah, like because and that would be kind of creepy. Again, like just walking through like a, a ghetto-y, like poor district of like your town, and like there's just a random set of stairs down an alleyway, like in the middle of the alleyway. Mm-hmm. They go nowhere. And I was like, uh... Because, <laughs> again, they're not, like, normal-looking, like, things that you'd see in the woods. Like, like some, like... What, be like, to, like a pink shag carpet Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. pristine-looking, like, McMansion-style, like, staircase. It's like, it's raining out, but they're dry. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. the difference because, like, leaf litter never goes on them or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's just creepy, like, alien geometry in the, in the, in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, like his confession thing, uh, I just, I like how it's teased over the course of the series about, like, the stairs through it all. And then, um, I have my last note before we go into the final stuff, um, which I mentioned later. So, I'll tell you now who, uh, so I'll tell you, uh, so I'll tell you what I know, under the condition that you never breathe a word to this to our soups. I told him I would, I wouldn't say a word, and he double checks that our radios are off. Instead, I'll mention it on a on a Reddit series I've been doing. Surely our supervisors and or someone is no uh, is is not in the know of Reddit and doesn't lurk on Reddit no sleep. They're old people. Right? They can't use computers. Yeah, exactly. They're like forty. I know. It's like, yeah, we've had this story. This we've had this like this trope kind of happen before. It's yeah. like it's like you can't tell anybody. I don't want you telling anybody. So I told them I wouldn't tell anybody. And then I told I'll everyone. Just, I'll just write it down. Yeah. That's, a, that's my, my, my loophole. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I just wrote it. I, yeah. I just transcribed your entire story. Yeah. But I, I didn't <laughs> directly say it with my words yeah. and my vocals. I was like, our radio's are off, but I got a hidden mic on me. I'm recording the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those are actually my notes on the ones that, like, again, like, I didn't. I, I didn't mention all, like a bunch of all like all the stories, like stuff in all the stories, because some of them were really good. Some of them were just like I don't really have much to say when I was reading them. But yeah. these were the ones that kind of like stood out for me the most. That had yeah, something to I say. do not have notes on every single one. Yeah. And again, like I said, like if you like like woodland sto- like forest stories, like creepy forest stories and stuff like that, you might enjoy the series. So, like I say that ahead of time because there are there is kind of a variety of disappearance stories in this mm-hmm. like they're not all the same like thing but that's just my opinion and we'll move on to Mikey these stands for you alright I hated the whole thing 
<laughs> so I started reading this, and I was actually creeped out, but for a completely different reason. Uh-oh. Uh, I was reading it, and I had a sense of deja vu. Okay. And I was like, why am I getting this sense of deja vu? I would only ever read this story for the <laughs> show. Or... Well, no, it's still that, but, so I was reading it with this sense of deja vu, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, I feel like I've read this before, and then, when I got to Mexican Slenderman, it all made sense. Wait, what? Exactly. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm sorry. What? explain so this story lends itself to being misread at least for me okay so when it got to the point where they're on top of the mountain and the guy sees oh yeah the the, the, the faceless man yeah instead of a parka you saw... I saw a poncho. I knew it. <laughs> Why did you see a poncho? That's, That's the first thing that came to me. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. And not only did I do that once... You reread it and I still did saw it poncho. twice. <laughs> because I went to my notes and I was like, okay, I know I've mentioned Mexican Slenderman at some point. <laughs> I did a quick search and found it and... Basically, for a previous creepypasta we've done. What? Which is a sequel to this. Oh, really? Yes. Called uh, Late Night. But the stairs in the woods, right? Yeah. I, I, is that and the creepy same, is, that the same, is it the same actor? Or the, sorry, is it the same author? <laughs> yeah. Same writer. Yeah. I knew it! <laughs> I, 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 no, I remember like us talking about it because we were like... I mentioned you guys like this the story before because um, Channel Zero thing had been coming up, I, and I was like, I feel like we've done a show. Of, like, wait, it's based off of the Search and Rescue like Woods thing. I feel like we've done a story like that before, but when I checked, it's like, oh no, we did search. We did like this one like late night. We didn't do Search and Rescue Woods, and I just never. I, I uh, so like once that like I was like, I guess it was a different thing. It was just a similar like events and stuff. So it's by the same author. And everything. Yeah. Is it even like Search or Rescue Woods? No. It's, it, they have a new moniker this time. Yeah. That one. Okay. Well, it's just a short story. Well, yeah. That's all it is. And I was reading my notes, and when we did that, I read the first two parts of this. Of this. <laughs> Why? Because of something... Because, uh, well, in I think it was the comments for that past that said the one is so much better... And then I got two parts in, I was like, and then I hit the third part and hit a wall of text. I was like, okay, stopping. Yes. <laughs> too much. And then I found out there was eight parts. I was like, oh, God, what have I started? Surely I'll never do this again. <laughs> At least I don't have to read this whole thing. Yes. Ever. <laughs> a year later. Yeah. Well, a year and a half yeah, later. Yeah, a year and a half later, shit. Which is why it was so creepy. I was like, I've read this before. <laughs> But when? <laughs> so you weren't actually creeped out by the words. Just wow. See, I knew it. Just I, sifting I, through your mind, like I really how I really I... actually should have like gone the full like length and actually like re-listened to that episode. 
Because I'm sure you would have mentioned it, like that you yeah. said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I you mentioned Mexican Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Mexican Slender Man. Oh, and, God. and we read this and be like, "What the heck is he talking about?" <laughs> and now we've got a revelation. <laughs> what a revelation! <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. See, did I, you actually I, remember the other story, or did I, I, you only no, remember no, when he brought no, it? I legitimately up? like when we first did like, when I, again when I first found out about the Channel Zero season three, yeah. being about search and rescue. I was like, and about stairs because initially it wasn't. We didn't even know it was search and rescue. We just knew it was about a, a, a creep pasta that involved stairs in the woods. Yeah, and I was like, I know we've done something with stairs in the woods before. Mm. So mm. they brought it back and mentioned that. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then yeah, like. I like it because, like, I thought I was getting like deja vu from this one because of that stupid because of those uh, YouTube videos we were watching over the weekends. <laughs> like, literally a day before we, we we I read this, I was what we were watching those like creepy like top fifteen videos or top fifteen stories in the woods videos. But like, yeah, and then like, wait, I feel like I feel like I've read all these before, <laughs> read some of these before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you motherfuckers, you just rereading the series. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then you had Deja Vu, but for a completely different reason. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I was read... it specifically Mexican Slender Man that made you realize this. Well, I had the Deja Vu, and then it was like getting more and more familiar. And then once I hit your memory was clicking, Mexican Slender Man. I, I imagine like, you going okay. like <laughs> punching Mexican Slender Man in the face because that was what clicked. And I was like, okay, I know that I. Made a reference to Mexican Slender Man. <laughs> I know I've done this before. Wow, you've been you were sucked into an anomaly. You walked up some stairs, yeah, and, tell, and went back for and went forward as if no time had passed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, <Jeez. laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, the, and because of that whole deja vu thing, it, it took me a while to get out of that daze, yeah, and, and actually focus on this stuff. Uh, so... Two years, specifically. Yeah. You woke up against someone told you to put the knife away. <laughs> the call just like, Hey, man, I, I, know I've, I know I've given you some shitty uh, stories to read before, but you don't have to kill me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I never realized you talked to yourself in the third person. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Shit! Apparently I do that. Like, first hey, time I noticed well, it. You know, it's like, yeah, I called I think that would be a good idea. Well, that's your insanity. That's yeah. normal. Uh, for you, at least. I meant to say Mikey. I didn't mean to say cultist. If I did, if I said that, anyway, you killed you. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's the nine-year-old girl who fell down an embankment and got impaled on a dead tree at the base. Yes, sure. So it's like a couple of meters to the left and safe. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, because. At the base, it's like, there's not a lot of tree left. No, true, but I mean, like, <laughs> if you, like, I've seen, like, uh, stumps and stuff like that that are, like, a couple of feet off the ground and, like, are pointed edges. That are, like, are, are, so like, it was a child. Or, or, like, are, like, splintered off in a way that, like... Yeah, that but it, it's got to be, like, that far off the ground. Yeah. Like, maybe 12 so, inches, or, maybe. Or what if, it wasn't so much, like, a tree, like, it wasn't, like, like, I, I keep picturing... An upright dead tree, but I, it could just easily be like a log, and the a, 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 one of the thicker branches like just had like a sharp end, basically. Yeah, and even if it is only that high, like you're saying, 
Like if it's that high and that's still enough broken, to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. If you drop a body on it, yeah. it's still going to impale them. Yeah, or like yeah. it's still enough to imp- yeah. They don't they but, don't say it impales like like several like 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 the tree like the the spike is like out of the it can just easily as long as it breaches both sides. Oh yeah, yeah. you're impaled. If it's, if it's like halfway yeah. through, yeah, you're impaled. Exactly. Well, yeah. This is my visual initially when I read that I took out the base and just impaled by tree. Mm. And it was like man. That's gotta suck. But then at the base, like, oh well, that's a really that's, that's uh, that even short. Sucks, that sucks uh, even more because like <laughs> you were almost good. You were almost good. Oh. Yeah. Imagine because if it had just been like a normal like trunk with that, like a, like no like sharp edges like going up. It, I mean, she probably still would have like broken her back or something like that. But she might have lived. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then my thoughts on the stairs. Okay, so uh, this is part of them, where uh, in part two, there's the stairs and Meow Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really think of it as Meow Man so much as this is SCP-087, but out in the wild. Oh, the uh, the one the stairs and the yeah. See, a lot of people actually thought oh, yeah. again. Um, I'm just going back to the the Channel Zero thing. Um, when they first introduced, like mentioned that it was going to be involved stairs and so that a lot of people thought it was going to be the SCP stairs um, mm-hmm. yeah. creature. And then and each then they, set of stairs has its own little minion or whatever. Yeah, that it, goes out and lures people in or like hunts people down. Basically, yeah, yeah. Like where the other one has that mask or yeah. face or whatever. This one has creepy like you just can't really perceive it very well yeah because again like some because again I'm, I almost have to think that like the it's basically just some kind of shape-shifting humanoid out in the woods that's like the bear man the fuzzy man so sort of that like the fuzzy man might just be when it's like constantly shifting like to, to obscure its appearance mm-hmm. and then like the bear like honestly it, it's it, it feels like some kind of like like bigfoot creature mm-hmm. that can like chain that can like obscure itself not just like through like cameras or whatever, but also like optically, <laughs> you can't really perceive it. Yeah. Um, and then again, like it does, or it, it almost has like a mechanical thing because the way the the looping of the crying in the one story, yeah, like because it's like it's a loop, like it, it, yeah. it's replaying the same thing. So like, why mm-hmm. is it replaying it? Like, yeah, it's almost like a mechanical or like robotic style. Um, like it's a predator hiding in a tree. I was almost thinking, you know, honestly, I was, I, I'm sure like that was, that had to be an inspiration of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of like that idea of being an, the S, an SCP in the wild. Like it's not, it's not, it's not the urban one. It's the uh, the the uh, the woodland mm-hmm. version of the stairs. Yes. When I first read about the stairs, I immediately assumed that they would be going down into the earth. But no, they go up. But like, yeah, yeah. the second half of that same story when they first told it was mentioned that they're going up. Yeah, which is less weird or more less, weird. It's, rather, it's, it's less weird and also a little bit creepier. Like, or it's not. Yeah, it's not because I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's it's it would be weird if they were going down to the into the gra- into the bowels of the earth. But it's also kind of weird that they're just they're there and they just go up. And like, if you go up to the top, you, some bad things happen. To you yeah, but you're still just out in the open, so like you would it's, think it's you not think you're a safe. problem. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Like you think you're safe because you're out in the open, but like that's even the worse. Yeah. Meanwhile, if it was going down, it's like okay, this creepy staircase in the middle of the forest going into the ground. I'm yeah. not going down there. Yeah. But yeah, kind of like lures you into a false sense of security that it's just exactly stairs going up. It's actually what I like about it. Almost reminds me. Um, 
again, of a creature that's, like, mimicking itself to be something else. Like, something, like, familiar to us enough, but, like, we still think it's weird because it's it's familiar, but it's it's out of place. Mm. It's kind of like the hermit crabs in Fallout 4 um, that are, like, they literally, like, take trucks and cars and stuff and live inside of them. And then, so, like, you're walking by, like, down the road of, uh, of Point Lookout or whatever. Not Point Lookout. Far Harbor. And you're just walking down, like, you see a couple of, like, large trucks and you're like, oh, that's... Okay, just just some trucks and stuff like that. And then one moves and gets up, and it's a giant crab. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, nice. or, or again, like the Dianai House, which we'll get into in a later episode. You're gonna have um, to learn how to pronounce that. It's it's Latin word. Okay, um, it's again Regardless, basically my statement still stands. When you when you first go into the house, everything's perfectly normal and all that. I think even in one of the instances, there's a family living in there, but it turns out the family's actually not there, or actually not a family. It's actually like another level of the mimicry. Okay. Is that they are they act funny and then like when you go in when the person goes in they realize that like the carpet's starting to uh, like ooze up um, like a sticky viscous material and then basically you realize you're you're getting drained of ener- your energy and you try to get out of the house and the doors close and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, like it's that kind of it's almost like a cosmic or like some kind of um, like in a cosmic anomaly like a cosmic horror-y kind of creature where like we can't really perceive it but it's either psychically or supernaturally. Um, camouflaging itself, and but because it doesn't understand our our um, our like how we work, it's camouflaging something weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to project something familiar to us to go in to go somewhere to go up somewhere, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're not going to trust that because it's stairs in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, well, specifically because people tell them not to trust it. Well, yeah, yeah. But if they're trying to say like, that, nine tenths of them, nine tenths of them would actually go up. So the you, oh, yeah, but like even when the guy went up to the very top of the stairs, like he's like he felt bad about being there, like as if he shouldn't. But um, nothing as bad if something directly was bad, happened to him. Not directly to him. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That's why it's more like a, more of a a weird reality style thing, or like possibly just a space time anomaly or something, because mm-hmm. it's not so much a creature in the living biological sense. It's more like a supernatural creature that. Has react or uh, basically uh, actions and consequences like kind of mechanic to it. We're like, yeah, you've 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 triggered something on it, but it doesn't affect you. It affects something else in the woods. I feel like the dude walks up it, and the creature is just sitting there watching. Just rolls a d twenty. All right, he got twenty. He can live, but that kid's getting away. Yeah, <laughs> or, rolls a one. Okay, decapitation. Or like, oh yeah, rolls rolls a rolls a fifteen. Well, you rolled a fifteen. I mean, somebody has to get sliced in half or eviscerated, <laughs> but it can't be you. All right, that. How many people in the search party? Ten. Okay, roll the ten. Exactly. It's <laughs> all about dice. Honestly, I, I could see us running it. I could run that that Cthulhu game. Yeah. <laughs> like so easily. Like again, this game. This has so much good fodder for it for like mm-hmm. games and like stories and stuff. Yeah. But um, sorry, we went right away from yours. So I do yes, like. The, yes. I do generally like though the idea of it being like a wild version of the the SCP <laughs> entry. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much what it is. Like, because it's the same kind of, it's kind of similar to my premise of like it being some kind of entity. Is that it's just basically an entity, but it, it's not enclosed inside of a building. It's now out in the wild, mm-hmm. and it has the same kind of mechanics as the SCP entity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this could be a prequel to SCP before they learn how to contain it. Yeah, for mm-hmm. all we know. Yeah, they actually lured it into the uh, into that area. Yeah, somehow. Like it mm-hmm. just assumed the. There actually wasn't. Uh, it was actually just a uh, an, unco- an incomplete um, like stairwell, and then like suddenly they like they, they managed to figure out a way to trap it in there. It just basically assumed there, and then it's like, oh shit, I'm stuck. Fuck. Ah. 
<laughs> or it's like so they, angry now. They cause it to form in one place specifically yeah. and put a time lock on it yeah. long enough for them to build a university around yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The SCP is actually just one of the entities like that they've managed to actually like contain, mm. secure, contain, and protect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, sorry, going on. Right. Onwards to, to part three. Yes. The baby. Is a 15-month-old baby. Why are the parents out in the woods with them? <laughs> That's a toddler. Because they can walk at 15 months old. Yeah, that's only like um, that's a, a year and three months. Yeah. 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 So, so it's not a baby, it's a toddler. Okay. I so, mean, that's, and still, they're gonna that's still going... That is still... Go- oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the same time... Because my niece is kind of, uh, is only is three years now, but like, yeah, but they, yeah, they, they just have a troll. Uh, uh, they are like, what is it? No, stroller. It? Yeah, yes, they used to have a stroller. Did they have a stroller in the, the no, story? it was no. just a swat. Just yeah. This thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Like you think, like it, I would have expected it to be under a year if they're still in a sling, unless the I don't know what the age bracket is for slings. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. like I, unless like the parents are just really like coddly and then even so why the hell would you take your child into the woods (laughs) and and then thinking about the actual scenario that we're told about what happens why are you on a cliffside I'm thinking (laughs) that the dad is tossing the kid in the air like and having a fun time right (laughs) right in front of the cliff (laughs) or me reenacting the Lion King the Anyway, yeah, no, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking the kid's just having a great time. I kept being chucked up, and then then the mom comes, trips, quote unquote, trips, (laughs) aka, (laughs) or aka, dad accidentally slipped. Well, accidentally, and then basically gets pushed just as he's throwing the kid in the air, just throwing the kid Uh, off the cliff. I should not laugh at that, but it's. (laughs) It's it becomes humor. comedic. It is. It's 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 purely gallows humor. Like it is sad. Like it's tragic. The story itself is is supposed to build up the mood of tragedy. And like reading it, I thought, oh shit, that is fucked up. But at the same time, like if you can't laugh at it, like fuck, yeah. then that means you have a soul. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, and it's like, and I just envision the dad being like, what. The Why? <laughs> and then they all <laughs> fell though, didn't they? No, 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 the, no. the baby's the only one that fell no. down. Yeah, but the, the dad like scrambled. The dad scrambled down to get that. Uh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. You're talking about the avalanche one. Yeah, they all yeah, fell yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moose are scary. Obviously, that one was uh, was a national park in Newfoundland. <laughs> Why? Just because it's vernacular? No, because moose are uh, moose outpopulate the human the human cell Oh, okay. Gotcha. There's a re- there's a, like legitimately no one drives at night in Newfoundland. But also these stories are all in the same. I know. Park. I know. Just no, they're not all in the same park. They're they're in, they're all in the states, but they're not in the same park all the time. Yeah, because we have different tales from different people. From the different ones parts. where it's Sar talking, it's from Sar. Yes, for the most part, yeah. Alright, do, do, do ghost train in a forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a yeah. ghost train of future past. Because it, there's a train in the future, but it's showing up in the past as a ghost. Or it's echoes across time. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. 
basically like at some point in the future there will be a train uh, tracks that go through that that ga- that valley. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. something in the force just like so really it's just, again, them. Or is it, it's really them just like... a space time anomaly again. Like, yeah. We're it, it's going on the angle that like there's nothing actually living that's causing all this stuff. It's just some weird like reality anomaly. It's like those, um, actually, it's kind of like that weird uh, gr- metal grinding sound that people hear, like, in the sky. And it's like a, like, people, like, it's like a sky quake. Mm-hmm. And it's really just, like, basically a, enough buildup of feet, of, at least this is what the theory is, enough buildup of, of um, radio waves in the uh, upper atmosphere causes a backlash back down onto the planet. Hmm. And, like, it, that's why people hear, like, again, a giant, like, cr- almost like a crashing sound, like... <sighs> But there, and it's like super audible. Like you can go on YouTube, type in skyquakes, and you're like, you're just somebody will like look out their their out their window, and like just hearing this horrible sound in the in the air. Yeah. And there's no like car crash or anything like that. It sounds like a, like a tanker or a train is crashing, but there's no like evidence of it, and it's just it's just a, a sound that uh, opens up in the uh, in the sky. Yeah. But it's kind of like that, that and then though. yeah, it could be just a skyquake, but then it doesn't achieve for the whole creepy. Recording. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I still think that's we'll just, just go away. From that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, and now my note on the mountain lion scream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. We, we didn't actually go into that. I just yeah. mentioned that I was the only one to look it up. <laughs> to be fair, I did actually have a note on it. My my note was like. Like it's like as you, uh, as most of you know, when mountain lion screams, it sounds exa- almost exactly like a woman being brutally murdered. And my th- my my whole like note was, um, okay, sure. Yeah, that's totally common knowledge. <laughs> like yeah, and I like, I guess yeah. Did you know about that previously, Mikey, or did you just no. look it up? I, I so up. zero out of three of us knew about that. Yeah, even though Although, let's put it like it's common knowledge. Yeah. It does sort of sound like a female human, but then maybe that's why mountain lions are called cougars? Except that came first for lions, not the other terminology, the other reason why it's... Not not the other terminology. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) Uh (laughs) Moving right along. Which it really explains why he was running away from the cougar in the forest. (laughs) Audience, I mean, he's a married man. Both me and the gamer have just rolled our eyes infinitely across time and space. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Why? I'm fine. Uh, all right. And uh, my last note here that I have in my notes. Uh, is in regard to aliens? Question mark. Because, you know, it had to be brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of all this. And I have a quote associated to it, which is why... Which story? Uh, well, it's in part three. Okay. And it was like my buddy said. The kid had been taken off the face of the earth, put in suspended animation, and dropped on this mountain months later. Only to die of exposure. He's never really gotten over that one. I would like to point out that I did bring that up, that it was either some kind of weird space-time anomaly where the person, the kid just like got swallowed up by a portal, or like lost time slash alien abduction theory. Yeah. 
And then, continuing with the aliens. Yes. Gives us a thought process for the stairs. What if the stairs are, like, the boarding ramp for the spaceship, and the spaceship's cloaked... Except for, and, and, and the, they have like it's like the TARDIS. Like the stairs themselves are like camouflaged to look normal, and the rest of the ship has a stealth drive mm-hmm. that only affects the outer shell. It doesn't actually affect the. Uh, if you were to look behind the stairs, you'd see it's actually invisible. Mm-hmm. But if you like, like on the one side, but if you on the like when you look at the other side, the other side's camouflaged a la the TARDIS style camouflage. To look like an ordinary thing, and then you walk up them, and you accidentally do something. You basically like if you're not the right person or not the right uh, trigger for it, like it mm-hmm. sets something off somewhere else. It shoots like a beam, just like like kills somebody halfway across the park, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, or slices off like the person's hand because like they went they basically pass their hand through it like a, a uh, some kind of um, a barrier mm-hmm. or. Um, Again, like, like, causes this is sad like, that this is plausible. <laughs> it, it sounds kind of like the more I think about like all the different scenarios like we have so far, um, it, it would explain why the why the kid was found at the bottom of one mm-hmm. um, because they're exper- they've done experiments. I mean, like fucking aliens, like they could they could have, do surgery without penetrating the body. Mm. They're just punching holes and getting like samples that way mm-hmm. um, of everything but the heart and lungs. They think it's like, well, I mean, our like only we only need our hearts and lungs intact. We're fine. So surely this, these these um, these fleshy beings can do that too. No, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And then, or like, actually, god damn it! Every single one, every single instance, like of weirdness, I'm thinking of it really could just be aliens. Like, like, and I was like down for like cosmic horror alien, like just something that we can't perceive or can't understand that's just, like, no trying to eat us, like like an actual like or like uh, like a cosmic organism that's just predatory. But this one is also works totally fine because again, like. It's like, ah, oh, you activate the button to fire up the laser that eviscerates somebody halfway across the thing. Or, up, oh, you just <laughs> slice off your, your leg. Or, ah, oh, you hit the, you hit the uh, energy barrier that, um, pop, that, uh, that pop a sends, blood a, vessel. sends a surge that, uh, pops a, that just happens to pop a blood vessel. Also, that was really creepy. I, don't feel, I think something's wrong with me. And then drops dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, every single weird thing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of... What about the dogs weird. losing the scent? Um, they well, just teleportation, or the the kids were there, like they were actually really close on the trail, and then he activated something. Like, oh shit! Like the the aliens inside panicked, hit a button, and teleported the child. <laughs> Why don't they just do that to begin with? To take them experiments, aliens. We can't possibly know their motivations. Fair enough. <laughs> like they did something to the kids. Like okay, now go run. Yeah. See if you're okay. Yeah, or it's like they're doing the physical. Okay. <laughs> or like it's yeah like again like we don't are they doing this like predator style like this is hunting they capture a child and let them loose in the forest and then send out one of their or, other aliens hence why there's another alien doing the child or what's more is the um, they take the child but then have a drone of some kind like some kind of stealth drone with with the child's scent they, they pull from the kid to to pull the, to, to distract the uh, the search and rescue guys Mm-hmm. And then when the, when somebody like accidentally jumps on like goes up the the full length of the stairs and like triggers something, um, they're like, oh shit, uh, we're we're getting a little too close to notice. All right, get the drone back here, and then like lose the trail that way. So, 
it's I mean like, it's, it's kind of possible like it's like within the realms of like of aliens like it's kind of like in terms of alien within, conspiracy within the realms of being able to do whatever because it's aliens <laughs> I mean there's a reason that guy's like I'm not saying it's aliens but it's, it's aliens, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I'm actually not angry with you right now <laughs> I feel like I should be but if I'm you, not if you had so much <laughs> If you had somehow tried to make it uh, sleep paralysis, I'd be a little pissed off, but... Well, you see... <laughs> well, th- there's no such thing as mass sleep paralysis. Yeah, exactly. So. No, but... Um, what's her name? Uh, I think it was KD. Oh, you're talking about her... Uh, her KD, her when, she, story? when she went bathroom and then woke up two days later... It's like that. Uh, it's like um, from that movie, Rat, that, that that condition uh, Mr. Bean's character from Rat Race had, um, where uh, he's just like, I'm gonna race, I'm gonna race, and he just falls asleep, like standing up. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. some kind of mix of that plus like sleep, uh, sleepwalking. He just wanders off into the uh, she just wanders off into the mountains, sleepwalking, envisioning all of that stuff as via dream, and then gets woken up from the uh, person talking to her, or she. Went back for him, started to walk away, and the alien that was in a tree shot her with a tranquilizer dart to make her go to sleep, took her onto a ship to experiments, uh, dropped her off a couple of miles out a couple of days later when she woke up. But she woke up by walking around. Yeah. yeah and, sleep and paralysis then, and aliens. <laughs> no, that doesn't work as well. I know, I know. Honestly, I, again, that one was very clear that, like, based on all the freaking like Wendigo stories I've ever read but she felt like it was only a couple out like 30 minutes yeah but that's like that's more or less again missing time like and like she was obviously delusional um, or something was like possessing her uh, or like talking to her and some of that like it's that hunger that like cold hunger um, situation it's for that one I'm not saying it's Wendigo's but it's when to go. Yes, <laughs> and I mean again, I, I don't like as like I'm, I'm saying saying this for the record. I don't hate when to go stories. I just think they're super overdone at this point. Like there's a re- the, I especially get pissed off when I go online to look up Canadian monsters, and five times out of ten I find Wendigo stories. It's like okay, yeah, can we get move this Wendigos out of the way? So the, give some give some room for some of the other monsters to breathe. Because there's other cool monsters in, in, in Canada and North and North America, like Slenderman. He's underused. <laughs> I mean, like native, I mean, like tr- like more like like, yeah. and then there's yeah. Slenderman. Yeah, like, and uh, of course the very underused Mexican Slenderman. Yes. Yeah. I mean, northern North America, not the southern North America. Um, but yeah, it's just like, like again, trying to look like uh, Ontario monsters. Um, there is Wendigo, and there's Wendigos, and there's Wendigos. Then there's the blonde, uh, blonde-headed Bigfoot, <laughs> and the Toronto Tunnel Monster, um, and, and then a shit ton of lake monsters, because God knows, Canadians love our lake monsters. <laughs> um, and then more Wendigos. <laughs> because we're up in the north, yo, so clearly it's got to be either uh, Wendigos for Native American monster legends, and Ithaqua for Lovecraft monsters. Mm-hmm. Because those are the only monsters Canada has. Yep. Again, I don't. I'm sure there's I, more you just don't. No, know. I know. You know the, the problem is like trying to find those other ones is like because they're basically all covered by crap tons of these other stories. Or well, they've all been caught by the SCP and covered up. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Or the uh, SNTF. Well, they work with the SCP. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's just like. Again, I like I like Ithaqua, I like Wendigo stories. 
I just think that it's kind of a cop out when you do a Wendigo when you when you that's the one thing you use from this series particularly for that web channel which I I really hope that the that season three is not just the oh like they just took Wendigos and put them in a city mm-hmm. and made them a cult of Wendigos like or a cult family of Wendigos because that's really what the trailer looked like. Did you not like um, Until Dawn? That game? I did like Until Dawn. Isn't that Wendigos? It is, but it didn't really like the thing with that one is like it made sense for that one. And even then, like I wish it hadn't. It just is been just a straight Wendigo. Story, At the same time, though, I also wish it just hadn't just been Wendigos. <laughs> like. I, I just feel like again, like I do like what, like I said, I like Wendigo stories. Yeah. I just don't like how they're constantly used in by media. Yeah, I guess it's like Wendigo stories are like very popular, but Wendigos in video games and movies aren't as popular, yeah. so it's not as annoying. Yeah, like, exactly. Like they yeah. they can be used. Like I'm not saying that they shouldn't be used. I'm just saying like there are other monsters in North America that are cool. Um, and Wendigos, yeah, they're cool. They're like the big. The he's the big bad. Boogeyman of Native American monster legends. Yeah. Um, in media, like, but again, like, um, actually, we're doing uh, like so at some point in like, the next couple of weeks, we're gonna I'm gonna be doing a, a, a crossover episode with the uh, Maple Syrup Blood Money guys uh, for Monster Stock, where we talk about monsters that aren't Wendigos. <laughs> like, we basically look at monster like Appalachian folklore monsters. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think for a teaser, we're gonna be doing one called uh, called the the Hide Behind or the Behinder. Which is a Bigfoot-like entity. It's a it's a fearsome critter. Which is fearsome critters are actually like basically lumberjack monsters, like lumberjack story lumberjack stories. Okay. Um, that are told to explain phenomena the, that the people at the time didn't know. So they explain them away as being like paranormal monsters or weird creatures. Mm-hmm. So the hide behind is basically the the boogeyman creature. It's like a bear man, Pink. or like. <laughs> kind of actually you, know, you, you say nice. that but like you it's kind of the same thing like the descriptions like a bear like bear claws bear feet and some of that um, it has it has the ability to like uh, sk- uh, make itself really thin to hide behind trees and stuff like that and you never see its face but it's basically the explanation for why some lumberjacks went missing in the woods and never came back yeah. so, oh, the hide behind grabbed them and, and brought them back to his lair to eat them mm-hmm. um, so we're going to be covering that one because like again like I feel like Wendigos just get way too much attention mm-hmm. and don't leave enough spotlight for some of these other cool other monsters. Like, again, the Gardenelle or the um, the Hide Behind or the uh, the Raven Mocker. Like, monsters that, like, are cool in their own right, but we just don't get a lot of stories about them. Like, either creepypastas or even, like, scary stories. It's always, oh, the Wendigo or um, even, the, even the stories that have the rake in the, as, like, the tag, basically, or, like, a skinwalker. They they aren't skinwalkers. They're just Wendigo, um, like Wendigos, in everything but name only. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I kind of just took over because my with my rant of Wendigos. Because, yeah. Do you have any more? We're done. <laughs> I think um, I'm done for now. And in regards to rant, yes, moose are scary. Yeah, I would love to see. A, <laughs> I would love to see a moose monster, like of some kind, like just a moose. <laughs> Like or like, what happens if a moose like like or a moose exhibits a little like more like a starts eating unnatural or or exhibits unnatural intelligence like mm-hmm. it's actually smarter like like that would be a fucking amazing North like Newfoundland story um, or like even just like a like a, a story elsewhere in North America because like fucking moose are terrifying on themselves like mm-hmm. what happens if they get a little bit smarter mm-hmm. like shit. <laughs> 
they become sentient. It's like it's like if um, if ferrets, uh, believe it or not, if ferrets were on a larger scale, were like panther sized, I'd be more terrified than them than than panthers because ferrets, as they are now, derive pleasure from killing things. Oh, that's nice. Mm. They are not. It's Don't not a, dolphins too, or something. Uh, I think dolphin. No, dolphins fuck uh, for pleasure. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like. Yeah, no, ferrets um, in the wild and so that they are the they are a part of a, an animal family that actually kill for as much for pleasure and fun as they do for survival. Yeah. Hmm. So imagine one of those things the size of a panther. Now that's a problem. That would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But that we're, I feel like we're getting away from the subject matter at hand. So yeah, we're talking. And about I feel it. like we're pulling away from here. You were talking about Katie's Wendigo story and how it was aliens, and then we went. I went on my tirade about Wendigos. I apologize. Continue on. He's uh, triggered. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, on to Game on Yellow. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'm so sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, all right. It's like that. Uh, it's like that Moana song. It's like it's a, you're welcome. It's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. All know. I can say is I'm sorry for taking over your spotlight now. Let's continue. You're still oh, doing it. I know. I know. I'm sorry. You're still. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm still in the spotlight. As soon as you finished stealing his spotlight, you immediately started taking my just spotlight show. because you wanted me to start I'll talking. Shut, I'll just shut up now. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um. All right, so. Part one in story 1.2, because it's like the, the two-part story at the start. Um, so the quote is, uh, Her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest, and she never came back down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling her name before they called for help. I think after five or ten minutes of a mother and grandfather not being able to see or hear their daughter... They'd start freaking out. Not after "quote unquote" hours, yeah, no, which I, is at least two hours yeah. of waiting at the. That's a, that's a little yeah, that's a little bit far fetched for me in terms of like believability. Like, mm-hmm. especially since like some of the some of the parents in this story, these stories have like, as soon as they look, they can't find their their kid. Look within like seconds, they're like yeah. calling the security yeah. the search and rescue well, guys. Well, the problem is like they disappear within seconds, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like this kid like. I, I gotta think that you can probably see, I, again. I don't know. What, they don't describe what tree type of tree it is. I was just about to say, it, but I, I, I almost I, uh, the way I always picture it is a, a pine tree of some kind, because big cedars are a lot yeah. easier to climb than like, and would would you wouldn't be able to see quite a far that far up, mm-hmm. uh, or like wouldn't it wouldn't be as that high up or like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be that concerned, I guess in terms of the height wise if it was a deciduous tree. Mm-hmm. Yes and no because. Well, I'll just... Yeah, because no, it's easier. Um, I was going to say, especially if it wasn't an especially tall tree, so there'd be no possible way of her climbing to a height where she'd be out of sight or out of earshot, yeah. specifically. Because even if it's something that's very um, leafy or whatever, you're in earshot regardless. Yeah, like so that. if they're saying her name, she'd be able to hear. Yeah. yeah, also, if it was a leafy tree, like... Leafy, leafy trees tend not to have, like, branches that low enough to, like, really climb up. Unless they are big, bulky, like, willows or, like, maples that are, like, shorter down and have, like, a V-shape. Like, that's really the only way you can climb up those ones. They're not going to be that high up. Whereas pine trees te- or cedar trees tend to have, like, a lot of 
um, broken branches that you can that are good handholds, basically like yeah. ladders, practically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I kept picturing a cedar tree every time, like I'd read the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. And also, it's high enough ag- above that, like even even like though they're they are high enough ground, you'd always be able to see the person because for the most part, unless it was like for some reason really thick at the top, I guess. But even then, like you probably see your like some part of your. Your child up at the top of the tree. Regardless, they're within your shot. Exactly. Yeah. That so, yeah. It's a carnivorous tree. But um, it really is a carni- Oh man, yeah, what if that's what it is? It actually just ate the the, the tree just ate the child. Car- carnivorous carnivorous. Yeah. yeah. A carnivorous carnivorous. That has to be a fe- a, fe- uh, a a fearsome critter. Wow. <laughs> and yes, fearsome critters do also ma- uh, do also include plants, cre- uh, plant monsters. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like the garden elf. Mm-hmm. Kate. It's actually just a garden elf. It's a it's a cedar garden elf. The kid climbed up the tree and then just opened up. Every time I say garden elf, I keep like wanting. It sounds like a Pokemon, garden right? gnome. No, I oh. keep wanting to think garden gnome because you're starting with garden. I know. Well, I actually I actually wrote it wrong. It does also sound like a Pokemon. I, 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 I wrote it as gardeny, but like when I looked at the uh, looked at it again last night to to look at like look up the creature and stuff of that, as oh it's garden elf shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it could totally be that. Like, I'd, I'd be down with that. Like, it's just this carnivorous plant monster. Actually, it would actually it would add the. Um, there's a lot of those like carnivorous trees, like supposedly in like southern parts of the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Like, there's uh, there's legends of it in Africa, uh, New Zealand, South America, of literally trees with tentacle where their branches become tentacle creatures and like grab people and like throw them into the top where the the maw is. Oh, so I could totally and but we never really see one of North America. Mm-hmm. Or we never really see, we never really hear about North America because Americans. they're super sneaky. Exactly, because mm-hmm. this one didn't go. I'm a monster. Oh, I'm a this eat one you. is just like because then the people in the barn are like, ah, my God. This one is like, ooh, human, or ooh, bigger, bigger meat, well, meat sack. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> usually it's it's used to eating like smaller animals and stuff that climb up trees. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I like I really fa- I've fallen in love with this monster uh, story now. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Or it's so <laughs> sneaky that like. The trunk's going up, right? And then really high up, there's just an opening in the trunk. And he, she goes and, in. And he's like, what's in there? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or like, oh. that's where the tongue comes in and grabs it. Yeah, exactly. Or like, um, that's why they've only found like bits and pieces of like later on. It's actually like kids the just... That or like it only... Or like, or like the kid doesn't make it all the way in. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just like, it's like friggin' uh, uh, Attack on Titan where you just like where they just chomp down and you just see the parts fall out yeah. or fall off that they didn't get. <laughs> I'm down. Down to clown with these horrible tree monsters that are eating people. Well, as long mm-hmm. as I'm not being currently eaten. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But anyway, so I feel like again, like even sorry, just slight, slight aside. So we've got killer tree monsters. Yes. Killer stair monsters. Yes. Aliens. Yeah, aliens. Um, both. Like could be both. Yes. Could be, could be something else, and could also be aliens. Of course. Um, because they're never the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, weird. Fuzzy men and weird, basically just weird wild men, like wild, mm-hmm. wild. Some cr- being Sasquatches, some of them being Mexican, something that's inconceivable, and some of them Mexican Slenderman. Yes, of course. Um, I just feel like it's like all in one fucking uh, national park, at least from like SAR, uh, like uh, SARS uh, accounts. This should it's be like, a quarantine zone. Yeah, that entire. I don't care where, like, and like, yeah, I don't care what what national park it is. Nothing's worth that. And I mean, I this is like, probably over the span of decades. That's true. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't all happening in one year. Still, 
over the board. Oh, decades. I know. It's, it's like, still fucked actually, up. Actually, what's interesting is um, I kept thinking of Yosemite, like the, the guy must like be working at Yosemite Park, because Yosemite Park is... <sighs> I thought you were going to say Yosemite Sam. Well, that's why he's called <laughs> yeah. Yosemite Sam, is yeah. because the, it's a, uh, the park, before it was a full national park, it was actually basically the, the wilderness. It, it's the definition of the, the old frontier. Yeah. Um, but Yosemite Park, um, the area that it occurred in, uh, from what I understand, so you know how like Manhattan Island... Um, back before the settlers came here, Native Americans used it as a as basically an asylum. Mm. It's where they uh, where they um, they had their uh, they took care of their insane and yeah. mentally unbalanced people. Yosemite Park was where you dumped off your criminals, yeah, like your murderers and killers and stuff like that. Literally, just like threw them in the middle of the in the middle of the Yosemite area and just left them there. To can they get out? That's what what like theorists and whatever like, like paranormal theorists and stuff like that. Why would they leave these killers and whatnot in the middle of the woods if they couldn't defend themselves or like something wasn't in there to take them out? Mm-hmm. Like, like they like, knew they. It's die. a punishment of some kind. Like they won't kill the because the, uh, as far as I know, Native American like traditions, they don't generally kill their criminals. They try to rehabilitate them or try to do something with them. And the, but, the monster like there's doesn't no immediate. Some some of these monsters don't immediately kill. They capture the person and feed them and take care of them. And say you can't leave this area. Yeah. So I like and I I got to think like maybe that's like part of the angle of the story is like the, those same kind of like ideas or stories or legends yeah. of like Yosemite Park and I have to assume other woodland areas on the west coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I heard that from I've heard that from it was mentioned. Uh, out of game of a Cthulhu game, like the guy, like the guy who's running it, like like this is actually stuff that happens. Like this is like what I, like legends and stuff I've heard of, mm-hmm. like Yosemite area and so like um, whatnot. And it's like, yeah, you got to think of that. It's like if they like just drop these criminals off, these bad people, these people are, who are capable of like being predators and hunters themselves, and they leave them out in the wilderness like that. Why? Like, yeah, uh, because technically, technically, if they're that dangerous, they would be able to survive and make it back exactly, to yeah, wherever it Apparently is. they don't, and they're just, like, left off in the, yeah, it's like, uh, what did they know that we didn't? <laughs> and that's, yeah, and then, like they said, like, the, the stair thing has been there since, like, the parks were open. Well, the, the, that's just because people started going in and, like, like, li- like inhabiting the park. Mm. Like that's why they started seeing them and noticing them. It's not that they just start sprung up because, it's because yeah, they, they were there. You know, the whole time. And I mean, maybe they weren't stairs back before the parks because basically, like, let's face it, the white man is the one that started the park. So the thing that was, whatever was camouflaging as stairs and was, or that wasn't stairs beforehand, now they're basically just taking whatever the white man or the, the, the subconscious has for like stairwell or like a ramp or something like that for them. It's like the alien ship lands and like they have the power to cloak their ship. But they can't cloak the stairs. Like I said, yeah. But yeah. they um they do a scan, and the first set of stairs that it finds, it takes that. So it's like mo- uh, it adopts that to their. So stairs. during the Native American times, it was um basically just stone like walk uh, stone steps, yeah. or like um, basically just a slope that went up nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like it was a slope that just ended abruptly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. (laughs) That's actually like, like, legitimately, I am kind of creeped out by that concept. I like that. Good. But anyway, sorry. On my second note. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I steal. I steal spotlight on the show. No, we're here to discuss each other's points. I know. You're doing good. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll just be quiet a little bit more. Okay. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Still on part one. uh, Story four. 
So the man climbs the mountain, finds the man with no climbing gear, walking up to him. His face is blank. He freaks out, falls down, breaks his leg, trying to climb down too fast. All that. Yeah. Mexican Slenderman situation. <laughs> um, I didn't see him as Mexican Slenderman, of course, because I read that he had a park on and not a poncho. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry. I, I immediately, as soon as you said Mexican Slenderman, I, I made a Mexican standoff Slenderman. As soon as he gets up, it's like... Hello. <laughs> Go back down. There would need to be multiple people for a Mexican standoff, I believe. There were multiple people. There was that guy. There was that two. There needs to be more than two. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Two is like a duel. Yeah. You know, yeah. A showdown. Somebody in the comments is going to comment about that being uh, like wrong. It's like, I'm aware it's wrong. Good. Okay. So, um, either way, my point with this is, um, I was just thinking of if this wasn't a supernatural situation, what could have possibly happened? And I sat there for like five, ten minutes thinking of, what if this was just something super mundane and he didn't realize? So what if the no-face guy was just another climber, he got to the top and there was another guy there who robbed him of his climbing gear, knocked him out, turned his balaclava that he was wearing on because it's winter, around backwards, poured out the guy's water onto his head. He's like, yeah, he's dead now. I fucked him. And then, um... And then the guy wakes up and his mask is frozen on backwards, Ooh. so he can't possibly turn it around without warming up first. And then he hears a guy coming up the mountain. So, so he's he, like, Yeah, he's like, literally help me. And the guy's like, Arr! And he just <laughs> falls and or kills himself almost. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he didn't yeah. kill himself. He got, falls and injures yeah. himself. Meanwhile, he was just trying to get help. And then the other guy falls off and like dies and like <laughs> vanishes. He's blind. But then gets vanished yes. away, like whisked away by the supernaturalist that is the forest. <laughs> so it was really just like a, hor- a horribly contrived <laughs> mundane situation. Yep. That's <laughs> one of those. Some dickhead. <laughs> was also climbing at the same time, and just like, and he was—he's the real asshole. Of all yeah, this. that robber, the guy up yeah. uh, yeah, on the mountaintop. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's that or Mexican Slim Man, one of the two. Yeah, it's hard to say. Clear. So, <laughs> on to page two, the first story. Um, so, just quickly, this is the first story where I noticed, okay, the tense of this whole situation. Yeah, the yeah. situation is wrong. I'm not gonna. Talk about it, but um, the whole situation with the cane. Yep, that's that's mm-hmm. this one. So um, the quote is: suddenly a call comes over the radio telling us to all head back to the vet's location, like the veteran who saw it, and we come right away because this usually means the missing person is injured, and we need a full team to help them get out safely. So, on the little bit of information he told him. The call comes over the radio telling us to head back. That's all the call says. At yeah. least that's all they say the call says. Mm-hmm. So they called off the entire, all their progress in the direction that they were going to go back to the starting location for the guy to go, look, Kane. Yeah, I mean. Great. Now I just lost all my progress going in that location, and that guy probably got away now. Like, story wise, it's good for like tension, so like, oh, like for the zinger at the end. But at the same time, in realism, it's like, that's I found the guy's cane in a tree. Ksh, oh, okay, is the guy there? Ksh, no, no. Also, continue. Also, no. It's, okay. Also, weird thing. It's thirty feet above the of the ground. How old is, was this guy? It's like, ksh, um, I think he was like really old. He's like forty. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to be a little bit more cautious. We're going to start looking up in the sky, in the, in the trees now. 
Roger, Roger. Over and out. Yeah. And then they proceeded for another couple of uh, hours before giving up. Yeah. Because uh, uh, they did rationalize at the end there that the guy was abducted by someone and the the abductor it to took help. it and threw it up as a trophy. I, I could, I could kind of see that, like, because again, there are fucked up people in the woods sometimes. Yeah. Um, like even like again, real real stuff. Like yeah, the people are fucked up and do shit in the woods and mm-hmm. kill people in the woods and like do sh- weird shit. Um, yeah. Not just like monster men or aliens or anything. Like that, just weird people. Um, but yeah, it's just like it, it's kind of yeah, like what you said earlier though. It's like really, you're gonna give up the entire, you're gonna ruin the entire search yep. because you found. That bit of evidence on the on like, and he like, clearly could have like, just described oh, no, over we're the done. radio. It was like fu- so fucked up. We're we, we're we're done. We're, no no bout. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing if it was his cane and his arm was still connected to yeah, it. That and then would they'd be, be like, ah, uh, I'm gonna go exactly. home. Exactly. Like if it was like still attached because it was like on like. But it's got like a death grip going. No oh, death or, grip. Dude. Oh, either death grip or like it was just like uh, like the Wii mode. Like it's like a Wii. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, a wrist like, strap. Like, yeah, it does strap. have yeah. a wrist strap. It does have a wrist strap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like hanging there. It's like, ah. Uh. It's like, how'd you guys even notice that? It's like, uh, some blood dropped on my shoulder. <laughs> I thought it burned whipped at me. <laughs> that thought was red. <laughs> I looked up. Yep. And I regretted it entirely. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucked up. Yeah. It seems like all these stories, you can either take them super crazy and supernatural slash aliens or, or super Monday. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, and... I like that, like, because again, they kind of seem feasible if you look at them, but mm-hmm. they they do have an element of creepiness. There's probably some of them that you can't rationalize with, yeah, real thinking, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, page two, story two. Um, so I don't recall specifically what this one's this one is about. I can check real quick if it matters. Oh, it's the um, mother and the kids in the picnic, and then she get, one gets taken, and then the other one gets taken. It's a fuzzy man. No. No. It's the dude that was, um, the kid was found unharmed and told him shit. So, I think, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Either way, um, essentially, did the police get, oh, this, yeah. So, um, this is when the mother turns around, turns back, and the, one of the kids is gone, and the two kids are like, the the scary man, the big man with the scary face took him. Yeah. And, like, they didn't care. They seemed like they were drugged. Yeah, like, So, mm-hmm. after that situation, wouldn't they, like, if the mother is describing that her kids were acting like this, wouldn't the kids get blood tests? Yeah, and then the police would know if, if they were actually it, drugged or and not. And if it wasn't, that means that they were like something like, weird, other weird is going on. Again, like, a mundane time. situation. <laughs> yeah, no, like legit, like yeah. The freaking scarecrow comes well, out and <laughs> shoots the freaking dust in their in their eyes. But instead of it being a hallucinogenic thing, it's just kind of a, a, it's it's a, a sedative. A, yeah. Uh, well, here's the other thing about that. Like, it's another thing about these stories. Is like, yeah, we're not getting all the details because we're hearing it from one ang- one side. And he wouldn't necessarily have all the details. And that's also what makes them creepy is that we don't have all the information. Yeah. Because as soon as you start like getting all the information, the story stops to kind of be scary. Yeah, but it suddenly becomes explained. When you start getting information, like as it's giving us later on with the stairs and telling us things about yeah. it, you're learning about it and it's escalating. And it is getting so, creepier that way. But like, if this one was later on and you found out through whatever that there was a blood test done and they found that there was no sign of any drugs in the kid's system then you know that it's something supernatural yeah but this story also like lends itself to be like I'm I'm not saying like we shouldn't always have the like all the details and stuff like that but like that is one of the ways you do like make Mm. things a little bit creepier it's like yeah like you're we're also like thinking on it a little bit harder than 
I think we're basically thinking less than the face value, like uh, to make it creepy. Um, because we're now thinking, like, well, why didn't we? Where's the blood test and so that? Like, why was it aid and so that? I think it was more like it's left to assume that like it was like they were drugged, but they weren't actually drugged. They were. It was all like again, they were left in a daze because of the supernatural element or whatever, or yeah. something creepy going on. But a police's a, the police actual procedure would go. They act like they're drugged. Well, just give me a blood test. Yeah, but th- this in this point in this situation, um, our uh, narrator Sar didn't have a friend in the police so force at the time. No, <laughs> so I guess him, not. Him yeah, that's too. true. Because that's the other thing about the there story. There was no a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. There's always there was like there's like a handful of like these stories. It was like, oh, hap- uh, luckily I happen to know the corner. <laughs> hap- luckily I knew happen to know the guy in the uh, yeah. police office. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's fine. Things. Like it's just it's it's just funny that like he kept knowing people. <laughs> Or he knows a guy who knows a guy, yeah. yeah. But it works. So, on to uh, page three, okay. the intro. Um, the quote is, I'm going to write as many as I can think of. And he's talking about all the ones he's going to write down. Yeah. So, the way that that's written, it kind of makes it sound like he's making all this up. Because, like, he's saying, I'll write as many as I can think of. Yes, I know. But yes, if it was like, I'll write, I'm going to write as many as I can remember... That, that makes be a little bit clear. However, it also it's because then it sounds like he's actually recalling it. He's not just thinking up shit. I, I understand what you're saying. This also could be a uh, subtler version of like what they did with that um, uh, that um, War of the Worlds radio play um, during intervals during that that radio play. Like when people were freaking out and like, oh god, the apocalypse is happening! Kill everybody! Kill your your family because it's it's over and so that legitimately what happened. <laughs> okay. Like families died because somebody took the world was ending. Yeah. Um, but uh, or at least that was the hysteria about it. But throughout the entire, what's funny is during that radio whole radio play, there were several inter break intervals where they said that it was a radio play. So this could be that was during of, the gunfire. Yeah, this could be a subtle way of the, the author saying, "I've making these up. These aren't real accounts. This is Reddit. No sleep. You shouldn't take this serious." Kind of as a subtle, like, kind of like, or like, just like, kind of a, um, a in-character way of telling the audience, don't take this as reality. This is just a fictionalized yeah. reality. And, like, that's exactly what I got out of it, but yeah. it almost sort of pulled me out of the situation, because it's like, almost, wait. Almost, but did not. Yeah. Because it, it, the, the other way I could see it is, like, it's just, like... That's how they said they remember. Like they'll try and remember the stories. Mm. They like, but yeah, I, I do understand. I understand where you're coming from. Like it does kind of. It does sound like these are they're, they're just making up all these stories. Yeah. At the same time, I think it was it was either a really subtle way of saying yeah these are fictional stories, but in character, or just that they misread they mis they they not so much miswrote but. Um, use some wording that would be confusing to some people, like when they were trying, basically mm-hmm. just trying to say that, like they'll try and write as many as they can remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> either it was a nice subtle uh, reminder that these stories aren't fictional and you shouldn't take them uh, seriously, mm-hmm. or they goofed up. <laughs> well, it's not even really goof because yeah, it works yeah. either way. It's just I would have preferred that to keep the immersion. That's all. Mm-hmm. But anyways, on to the. The couple of well, actually, only two notes about page three. Okay, so uh, story one quote is that's when I notice the sling on her, uh, on her front, and my heart sinks. So this is with the the baby, the baby. Yeah, 
So when I first read that, I didn't know exactly what they meant by sling. I immediately thought of, like, an arm sling. Like, her yeah. arm was broken and wrapped up in a shirt or something. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I yeah. had to realize, oh, they... So that's what they meant. Yeah, so maybe a better word would have been child sling or baby carrier or yeah. something. Or baby mm-hmm. swaddle. Sure. Yeah. But, but again, we've gone over this. This is a toddler... I know, yeah. but that is what they were trying to get across, <laughs> is that they have that thing, and just the imagery was wrong. Because when I think of sling, I think of two things first. First, I think of an arm sling, like for broken, yeah. and then I think of like a sling for a gun. <laughs> I don't think of a baby sling. Yeah. But, yeah. Just the simple word baby in there would have completely put the proper image in my head immediately. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then... Actually, the last note I have, because I have no notes on page four, um, is page three, story four. Uh, So the quote is, uh, But apparently his curiosity got the better of him, and on one call he broke away from the line and went to check out, to check a set of them out in regards to the stairs. Yeah. Um, He said they were, I think this is a friend of his he's recalling, but anyway. Yeah, I think it's uh, Sarf Rend or whatever. Sarf? Sarf, yeah. Um, He said that they were about 10 miles from the path where a teenage uh, girl had vanished and the dogs were following a scent. He was on his own, lagging behind the main group when he saw a set of stairs off to his left. So, didn't they mention in a recent story that the Sar people call out to each other to keep track of each other? Yeah. So he wouldn't have been able to just leave the group so easily. Because they'd be like, Sarf... Sharf. Sarf. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Divvy up the group. Yeah. I said, uh, this was a search party for this guy. A small Sarf group here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, he could have also, like, again, it's not mentioned, but he might have, like, gotten away with it by just, like, saying he has to take a washroom. Like, go, go to the washroom. Let's go back for him. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. It is a little, like, it's, it, it's kind of like, let's kill the radios. And I was like, why are you guys killing the radios? <laughs> uh-huh. The batteries died. But yeah, <laughs> That's um, not a good idea. Damn. Luckily, this is a training exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Really? Considering I have nothing on page four, I'm assuming that I liked everything on page four. And I, I had mean, nothing to complain about. Again, like, yeah, page, page four kind of, or part four kind of changed things up because we were now getting... Uh, we were finding out that it wasn't just isol- like isolated to SARS mm-hmm. National Park. It was across yeah, so North America. We learned about craft dinner, mm-hmm. and, and we learned about you peanut, and butter peanut butter and you. Yeah. Yeah. Because craft dinner and peanut butter are so nasty ew. together. Craft dinner, peanut butter, ew. <laughs> That's literally just me naming the three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it makes a sentence. Anyway, <laughs> so would you put peanut butter on craft dinner? Actually, I've, I've had a burger that was crafted here and peanut butter on it. Really? Yeah. The works downtown has a, has a peanut butter and crafted air burger. Is it ew? No, it's actually pretty good. Damn it. <laughs> it's actually quite the opposite of ew. Wow. Um, all so right, so... We... Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess Sorry. The, yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, so... I guess going on to our final notes and recommendation yep. stuff. Um, Actually, we're going to be doing specimendations this time. Kind of, yeah, because we do have we have to figure out what the hell these stairs are. Um, I do like the idea of it being a, like, an alien thing that's like, again, the <laughs> For ship. once, you actually <laughs> ship are down with an alien. It's not going to be that. Like, I, I know, for, I know my heart of hearts. My heart of hearts, I know that it's going to be something else. 
Um, but uh, unless I am thrown off and it's like, oh shit, it was actually Alien. Shit, cool. <laughs> um, I, I, I also like want to want to think that it's some kind of weird anomaly or maybe some unknown force, like living or not, like some space time cosmic entity that's camouflaging itself as like because it's a, a trap predator of some kind. Um, I really dig that concept because, but the, like, I just like that idea of like a monster that's assuming like a mundane object. Like, yeah. can you imagine if like like there's like a, again like a house like in your neighborhood that's like everybody like rumors about because it's been there forever and like people go missing around it, mm-hmm. and it's just because there's a monster inside the house that's actually like using it as a as a camouflage. Yeah. Um, or again, kind of like, like it. <laughs> well, no, in a way, it does it differently because it's. It is a. It's not the the whole house. It's just living in the house. Actually, no. The whole thing. It is technically the entirety of Derry. So, because it's actually not like the creature isn't just that spider uh, manifestation. It's actually just a force of fear. Uh, it's, yeah. It actually encompasses the entirety of Derry. So it's actually the whole town, uh, or or at least it manifest. It, it's it its presence is in the whole town. But I mean, I feel like we're like, getting off topic. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> physically, though, the entity itself, or like whatever. I feel like it would, like that would be a really cool idea for these stairs to actually be like some kind of alien creature, and this is it's basically the bait for the creature. Wait, um, the stairs are the bait? Yeah, the stairs are the bait because they lure you up to the creature's maw or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever it has that we can perceive as a as a maw or something, or the trigger that like sets off the trap. What it literally is is just some huge. Fat alien that can barely move. And he lands. He just sits down. He has the power of, of invisibility. Tongue, by the way, he has the power of, of invisibility. Right. So he um, and he is a spacefaring species. Yeah. So he has the power to replicate certain things. So he replicates a staircase up to his mouth and just sits there. <laughs> no, yeah, well, legit. Like you, said, like you laughed at that. Like that's the goofy way. But like the cosmic horror thing of that. Is basically the same premise, just just not a creepier said in a yeah. silly tone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like to me, this story like feels very neo Lovecraftian or cosmic horror with regard to the stairs, and but for the rest of it, so I love, I really like how just how simple yet involved the series is. Like it's a collection of weird and bizarre accounts. The kind you'd hear, like from around a campfire, or even told as a ghost story or a monster sighting thing. Like I said earlier, it's simple in its layout and design. As you you're just reading a bunch of collected short stories, but there's this metatextual, like second, like overarching, like plot that's going on with our narrator who's telling us these stories because they're learning more about more. We're we're learning along with them more and more about these stairs that they're investigating. And so, like, the stairs are the focus, but all these other ones are, like, flavor, or, like, little, like, bits of, like, connected, yet not connected flavor. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, kind of, they're basically, either they're all red herrings, or they're connected at some, like, the stairs are kind of the reason why they're all, like, all these weird <clears throat> things are going on in this t- in the city. Or in this, sorry, <laughs> not Channel Zero. Um, this, these war, these forests, like, maybe the stairs themselves are, or whatever's behind the, the stairs is what's bringing about these weird anomalies in the rest of the the park. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, like the um, if it's the SCP creature, like the stairs, the SCP mm-hmm. stairs, like the, the 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 humanoid figures that keep popping up and stealing children, are basically the uh, the lure type entity thing that like the that were in the stairs in the SCP uh, creature. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's like UFO kind of thing or alien theory, 
Um, it's literally like alien abduction theory uh, what's going on around the uh, the woods, which is a very common situation because it doesn't even have to have a flying saucer that abducts up people. It can just, again, we don't know, because we don't know, we can speculate that like aliens have technology that can just teleport people or like shoot like a, a, a teleportation beam or, or a blast or something like that pulse that um, displaces somebody from one location to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like we get lost time. We have like people thinking that they've been gone for maybe a few minutes or even hours. And it's really only been, it's actually been like days or months. Like this is all stuff that's been brought up. Even the, like the, the, the writer himself or the, themselves herself mentions, um, that, that documentarist, uh, mm-hmm. who did a lot of Bigfoot documentaries and then national missing people in national parks. Because again, th- this is a real thing that kind of happens is like people go missing in the woods and we have no explanation. And it's sometimes really creepy around the circumstances around it. Mm-hmm. So most of them I'm sure are like, very pl- very uh, uh, explainable, but there are always the, those interesting ones that like we have no fucking clue why this person went missing or how, mm-hmm. um, or why their body their body parts were found a few days or a few months later, some like fifty year, fifty miles away from their lo- their their uh, their disappearing location, mm-hmm. um, and I just like how the narrative connects these these short uh, when you first start reading this it just feels like the guy's just collecting stories and then. You pick up the first couple of stories with the stairs in them, and you're like, there's something going on with these stairs. And then that is actually the overarching plot. Yeah, they're um, starting to repeat things. Yeah, so they, things well, we start together. getting, well, yeah, we start hearing more about the stairs from not just uh, SAR, but from PBU and um, KD. Mm-hmm. So I like how he did, e, I didn't even bother EW, I just EU. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you might as well yeah, call so, them by their full names. So yeah, like, yeah, I just I really enjoyed the. It's, it felt like a campfire story. It felt like stories I love listening to. It basically it kind of feels like the root of what creep bosses were to me when I first started the show was like just campfire stories of the modern period. Like yeah. they're very much like campfire stories or like those creepy accounts you re, you watch on YouTube or watch on like documentaries and get a little creeped up because again, like the basic premise is don't go into the woods. There's scary shit in there. That we can't explain. Um, it's also why, like lumberjacks, would would come up with weird, like the the, the weird um, uh, fearsome critters uh, to explain things they couldn't explain. Like why did lumberjack Joe just go into the woods and never come back? It's like, well, the the hide behind grabbed him and mm. stole him away, or like the uh, the hodag grabbed him or something because we heard this weird noise out in the, out in the wilderness and we've never heard it before, even though it's like probably some sound like Joe going, oh, I'm falling down a cliff, help! Or it's like, oh shit, man, like why was he like trampled like that? Well, uh, like it couldn't have been anything other than like this creature thing or the, this weird thing. It couldn't possibly be a moose. Exactly. Yeah, and again, like. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, there might be an, an, a logical explanation, but like, it's so much fun to hear to kind of get creeped out by the not the unknown or the 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 speculation of like what it is. So, I'm looking forward to the next four parts of the series, and I honestly like even as it is right now, I recommend this story. Like, I, I don't know if it's been clear, guys, or to the audience, I've recommended this story since part one <laughs> nice. because I really enjoy just reading a series of creepy short stories or accounts. So you feel for like the next four parts, you're not like, I have to read four. No, more. I you're like, yes. I have to yeah, read no, four I was, more. I was, I, I, I hated, I, I hated myself for, for holding back and not reading anymore yeah. for the show because I didn't want to get spoiled for, and like accidentally say something from the next yeah, one. Yeah. This one. So 
also it just like it'll be funny when I don't when I, when I'm like super excited for like the first four and then uh. I get super disappointed <laughs> when something when they when they uh, when they jump the shark or something in the next eight or in the yeah. next in the next eight in the next four parts mm-hmm. and I'm just like why <laughs> or it's like it was all Wendigos I was like no. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's that's my my recommendations. I I fully endorse this this series. Like it's if you like and reading, what creatures, is your spec your speculation? I want this think, is recommendation. I honestly want to think that the creature, as much as I like the UFO theory, <laughs> I want to think that it's actually um, some kind of other like otherworldly entity that we can't really conceive of or perceive of that is using the stairs as a uh, lure. So it's some kind of cosmic horror entity. Do you think that the bear man and the man with the scary face and the man with the black eyes and the goat man are all I the same honestly, person? I honestly think they're just this, they're just different. Um, I say person lightly. They're monsters. Yeah, I honestly think they're just separate occurrences that are happening in the world. Yeah, I honestly think so. That's so similar to those. I know, but that's kind of how those things go. Is like there's like even like in real terms, like you like for again like the um, uh, the the actual. Um, Yosemite Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why it took me so long to <laughs> recall that name. Yosemite Park has so many different legends, and they're not all the same thing. Like, there's the the Night Walkers, or supposedly the Nightcrawlers, although we did find out those legends weren't really. Can they teleport? Um, no, they're just really weird. Like, they're basically just heads, head and legs. <laughs> they just walk, stalk around. They're giant heads and legs. They just you know why around. I said that, right? No, I didn't. Sorry. Nightcrawlers are next man. <laughs> Mike, you looked over me with a little smile. So bitch. But yeah, no, like there's like there's all these different legends that they tell, like because and you can kind of get away with like having a bunch of weird shit in one place because and be all be it, it may not all be connected because yeah. it's such a large space. Like you have a large like a, a national park is a large space to have weird shit in. Um and it doesn't all have to like relate to each other. Like again, the stairs yeah. are set could be separate from the Bigfoot creatures. To the ghosts the, that are cited, or the or the sorry, not the ghost figures like the the the, uh, the weird shadow mass with the meowing, um, or like the weird sa- the weird like loud sound that then um, is followed by the mailman. Like they could all just be separate entities that are just living in the woods and again just avoid the forest at all costs. <laughs> yeah, um, and and pray that they never come to town. <laughs> hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, my speculation is that the creature is going to be a uh, creature that is like a predatory, like cosmic entity that like hunts that hunts people with the uh, the use of like the weird stare camouflage. Fair enough. So, uh, Mike, your speculations? Uh, well, thinking about it, the moose is the unsung hero. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, he, how does he work for the SNT? <laughs> <laughs> well, he herded that guy away from danger. Uh huh. That's true, yeah. Because he climbed up one of the non carnivorous trees. I oh, see. man, I totally forgot about the carnivorous tree. Shit. Yeah, like, and that's something so, I really like about that. I, like, I love that theory. The, the like, carnivorous, carnivorous? Like, it's carnivorous, like, again, it's just, again, like, scenario. the wilderness is scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially the stuff that we don't know about mm-hmm. in the woods. So really, the moose is the protector of the forest. Yeah. Of course, yeah. He's actually, like, like yeah, they just, like, they're actually super intelligent, they're hyper-intelligent species mm-hmm. that, like, like, smarter than dolphins, actually can communicate with humans, and the SNTF 
got a hold of him as like, yo, you gotta save, you gotta, you gotta keep the uh, woods protected from uh, people like screwing up and doing stupid shit. It's like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> like, then they can be out there. Yeah. It's like um, if you're at work and some dude comes in undercover to see if you're doing your job right. Exactly. They're out there undercover making sure that people don't yeah. fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And people see a moose, no one bats an eye. See a staircase. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And then actually, you're close to Oh god, the moose is coming toward me. Run! So literally, the meese are just like patrolling around the staircases as they show up. Yeah, basically. Nice. I'm down. That's like their canine unit. Like, the higher up supervisors of the uh, search and rescue have are basically the liaisons between the moose and the uh, SNDF. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. That's why they keep telling everybody, that, yeah, don't bother with it. Don't worry we, about it. It's already being covered. Yes. <laughs> We've got our top man on it. <laughs> and their beast. We've got a top man on it. Top, top man. Top moose. I mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, sorry. It's like, we got top moose on it. I mean, top man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, it's shit. meese, not moose. Oh, my God. <laughs> or meeses, if you want. Is it actually, wait, is, it, is meese actually the, the plural for moose? Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, duh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure the plural of moose is moose. Shut up! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. <buddy>. Damn it! <laughs> Apparently, the E doesn't sound for evil today. It stands for trustworthy. Why? <laughs> it really doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the moose is going to save the day. Mm hmm. And what he already did once. So you think he's gonna come back at, at the last story mm-hmm. and like headbutt the creature and make it explode? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As I shift my suddenly, suddenly this becomes an action boss. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and then and our SAR is just like, let them fight. <laughs> just Godzilla versus the monster. <laughs> oh yeah, like the monster grows huge, the meese grows grows freaking huge with all his other meese friends. It's moose. The one moose grows tall, but there's there's a team of them patrolling. So oh, then so they Voltron force tall. it up. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and they make a giant moose monster. And it turns out they're actually just the Lord of Bone from uh, Newfoundland. Like the uh, one that's made up of basically moose antlers. There you go. Done. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And the alien thing is kind of interesting and of course there's time space time space time whatever but that can be controlled by aliens yeah, so easily exactly like it, it, it could just as easily be like again Cthulhu cosmic horror monster aliens they mm-hmm. kind of work in tandem like the same same connection both <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for the audience at home because uh, we're not a we're not a visual aid podcast um Mikey's eyes widened, and I knew instantly what he was going to. Aliens, cosmic horror, together. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, why not? Yeah, no, I'm totally down. I'm not, I'm not shirking away from this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so recommendations, though, I guess, for the... Unless you've got more to say about your Alright, so... Reading as far as we have so far, I would say you have to read at least three parts 
in order to begin to get into the stare vibe, which brings you to the sequel, Late Night. Yeah. Which we did before this, and we're like, what the heck, Late Night? We don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> and then we, we sure really should have read this. Uh, it's almost like somebody should have... Uh... Done a little bit more research and figured out if there's that was a sequel or not to something. Yeah, someone should have. Uh, fuck yeah. that. No, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. If you, I, I think if you're planning on reading Late Night, read at least the first three parts of this, and pro- possibly more when we yeah. get further. Um. But because it really does begin to shed some more light on that story and it becomes a little bit more creepy shed some light on late night making it like early morning yeah. yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the awkward silence <laughs> that might get cut out <laughs> no I hope so, I'll truncate silence no <laughs> make it go faster <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah uh, and I'll uh, see where it goes so Wait, so you, you, you recommend at least three of the parts? Well, the problem is is that part four is a two-parter. It really kind of is, yeah. It, and we haven't read the second part yet, which is part five. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It does kind of... We leave off on a cliffhanger for next week, guys. Yeah. We read the first season, yeah. basically. Uh, maybe that's why none of us had much to say about part four, because... It's it not, never finished because we haven't. Honestly, part though, five. Like, no, like uh, the stories in part four were pretty interesting. They were all good, and like, yeah. it, and then I think actually I liked how part four did end because like, like because uh, we leave off with like that guy like says like, have you ever wondered why the stairs? Well, you never see the same stairs in this, uh, like the same stairs twice. And then I was like, oh shit, that's like it, it to me. Like in my head, I was like, there was a bit of gravitas to that line. Yeah. Um, and then we let, we basically ended it there, like, where he, like, walked, he basically, like, bailed out on the training, like, a couple of days later, and, like, nobody's ever heard, nobody's heard from him since. Yeah. So it was, like, like there's a little bit of, or, or there's a little bit of conspiracy of, like, he's been grabbed, he's been snatched up by some, by the or, oh, by yeah, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, and then we're left off with our, it's like, I, like, I'm really getting interested into this curiosity thing, even though everything I've been hearing so far is, has pointed that there's some kind of dark mis- uh, conspiracy that might end my life. Yeah. I'm super excited, guys, because I'm the, I'm a crude possible protagonist. <laughs> Nothing bad <laughs> can happen to me. And I, and I have to, or not even a crude possible protagonist, I'm a Cthulhu investigator, and ha- I have to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, like, I like how it ended because it's like, oh, that actually works... Yeah, I mean it's it's a cliffhanger, but it, it works in tandem for like m- uh, our part, our like multi-parter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. All right, so Specu- recommendations for me. Yep. Um, well, I I speculate that um, I I want it to be the the silliness, well, potential silliness of aliens, because like as soon as you say aliens, it kind of pulls you out of any creepiness, because oh. to a point, because yeah. aliens are so oversaturated and everything, and you imagine the like, little gray aliens. I mean, and, like, to be fair, okay, I don't know about you, okay, but gray so aliens can be really scary to me. I know, but whenever I think of a gray alien, I think of two. I either think of the grays from South Park. Or, or I think of Elvis from I Perfect Dark. I knew you were going to reference Elvis. And neither of those are creepy. Yeah, they're, you, they're not that's, creepy. That's the thing. You, you've been like... Uh, the problem is you've been... I've been desensitized. Just, well, you've been desensitized in a way that you've, been, you've only experienced uh, the greys and aliens and stuff like that. 
through more comedic parody means. Yeah. You haven't experienced them through like horror like like uh, lenses. Like I I I I think honestly my fear of the Greys comes from X Files. Oh, <laughs> like okay. watching the yeah. X Files cart- like TV uh, no, cartoon. <laughs> I wish there was an X Files cartoon. <laughs> Saturday watching- morning cartoon. X Files. <laughs> watching the X Files like TV show in the nineties mm-hmm. as a, like a ten or eight year old or whatever at the middle like at night like at eight, eight or nine in the, in the evening yeah. and then immediately wanting to watch something like lighthearted before I go to bed for fear I'd get nightmares because yeah. shit if I did not get nightmares of grey aliens abducting me at my cottage nice <laughs> yeah um, but yeah like I definitely like have a healthy I, th- I feel a healthy fear of of grey aliens in terms of like just like I think it's honestly just like different perspectives like you you grew up with the aliens through South Park and that, and Perfect Dark, I grew up with aliens through the X-Files and the horror lens. So yeah. we both have different lenses and we see them through. Well, I also attributed them to uh, E.T. And you know what? I honestly thought E.T. Well, again... I, yeah, well, that I, one scene you mentioned like yeah, where well, he's like running okay, and scared that, the shit out of you. Well, the beginning of that movie starts off as a ho- almost like a horror movie. Kind of. But then as right after, as soon as basically E.T. Find, turns out not to be like threatening, yeah. the movie becomes a family film. Yes. Um... That's it. I think I also watched that movie as a, a younger, at a young enough age that I got, again, I got nightmares of ET at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I was not the worst of it. Like my my cousin actually had even worse. Like I could say ET as a kid to him, and he would freak out. Oh damn! Yeah, it's like ET's coming for you. No! <laughs> yeah. ET's coming for you. <laughs> Just you like little what? bastard. <laughs> yeah, and, and he'd like, or like I'd hide behind a, a curtain. I remember hiding behind a curtain once. And just like, E.T., go home. And he's like, shut up, E.T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a horrible shot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. At um, least you can admit it. Yeah. But but it, it was also to cloak my own fear of E.T. Because I used to have nightmares of like hiding from E.T. in the woods. So Yes. Um, fair enough. Yeah. But yes, I, I speculate that it is going to be some sort of monster that's controlling all of this. I'm... I kind of want to think that most of the monsters said that are named, that have name drops, are the same, but... <clears throat> excuse me. It seems like there's two. Yeah. There's one which is a a fuzzy, one way or another, either be it furry or I'm blurry. Thinking, I'm thinking guy. it's a Bigfoot. Yeah, like that one's kind of definitely the Bigfoot-type creature. Which is one that takes them and um, feeds them and treats then, them like a child and then whatever happens. And then like either gets bored and lower, like they escape and um, like it has a few rules, like don't leave this area, and then it... And they if run it, they do, them. then... Yeah. But, um, and then the other one seems to be the one that's more, uh, shadowy and kind of aggressive. The one where it, um, uh... The Lynx one? Or, or not the Lynx? I keep wanting to say Lynx. Um, the, the Mountain uh, Lion Mountain one. Mountain Lion one. That's yeah. I keep getting the Lynx and Where, like, it's taking this huge, weird yeah, steps, yeah. and it's probably the same one that's, uh... Yeah, the big man behind them with black eyes or whatever. Yeah, basically like the more... The, the sneaky one. Basically the more skinwalker-like creature. Yeah. Like the, the shape-shifting, human-like, wild-man type character. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I'm assuming in the story is going to be what the tree-related shit is, because he's that's probably one of his, his shticks. He waits in the tree and oh grabs God. it. Oh, God. Yeah. Because if he could take those huge, long steps with his legs, nothing saying he can't reach way down. Yeah, that'll... Like, yeah, actually, and again, like, um, another uh, Yosemite... Yeah, I almost said Yosemite... Because it's kind of spelled that way. It's fine. Yosemite um, legend is uh, giants that would take people away. There like, you go. Tall people that lived underground and were um, defeated by the Indians uh, or by the natives. Um, uh, like they escaped in the, into into, a, into tunnels underground, mm-hmm. and the natives basically just 
threw fire down and then locked there like like blocked the uh, tunnels by boulders. Yeah. Um, like that's actual legends in Yosemite area. Um, and yeah, like that kind of it kind of relates or connects to what like some of these these humanoid figures we're encountering in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also when you said like the thing could be like in the uh, up in the tree and like snatching people, I instantly think of now the I just remember the X Files episode where there were humans that had, had like a weird like crazy um, camouflage like chameleon almost adaptation. They were literally tree people. They okay. like would like be like you you if they stood next to a tree. They camouflaged into the tree because they they had like it was almost like they like, ramble against the tree with the knife. <laughs> yeah, it was, almost, it was almost like a paranormal druid style ability. Yeah. Like they almost like tree walked basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the like when you see like the, somebody's walking by a tree and then like suddenly the tree's uh, eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize oh there's a person there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could almost be like that kind of thing. Again. That might be the fuzzy man. Yeah, it might. Yeah, where like his he's all fuzzy because he hasn't taken any form yet. So he's yeah. up against a tree, looks like a tree. Yeah, and that's actually kind of like Penny. Well, again, I don't mean to keep referencing other things. It's just like that's how I like. It kind of reminds me of uh, in the book it um, Pennywise when he um, confronts uh, the one psychopath kid who has no real fear. Mm. Um, well, Pennywise's form is only like his his manifestation as, as Pennywise the clown is really just a psychic manifestation. So like uh, that manifests of whatever you're afraid of. But like, if you're not about, afraid of something... If you're not afraid of anything, like, they actually described in the book, um, Pennywise couldn't... Like, his form was constantly shifting, almost like you couldn't really tell what... See any real features of him. Hmm. Um, because he couldn't assume a form that was scary for the the kid. Yeah. They just basically just ate him. Like, it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, but he still killed him. Yeah, he still killed him. Oh. Um, hmm. And good riddance, because that kid was fucked up. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was... Yeah. Well, he <laughs> Read the book, been... kids. It's uh, it's terrifying. Okay, um, fair enough. Also, bullies are shitty. <laughs> well, welcome to every '80s movie ever. Yeah, every movie well, ever. That to be fair, from... I think it helped a lot of those. It and Stand by Me helped a lot with those uh, yeah. tropes. Uh, but anyway, again, I, tangent. I, okay, so tangents. Um, I, I like the idea of the trees being an actual creature, yeah. but I don't think it's going to actually happen. No, I, I believe that there's going to be two entities, or potentially one. They might be the same one. And then the stairs, I don't know, we'll have to find out. Yeah, you're just, you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it could be anything. I yeah. like the idea of a fat, cloaked alien sitting there with his mouth open waiting for someone to walk in. Honestly, that's basically the merger of, of the aliens versus Cthulhu horror, yeah, or yeah. cosmic horror, because that's basically probably what that... To me, that's, again, less less on the goofy side and more on the scary angle. Mm-hmm. That's basically what my pre- the premise of the cosmic horror thing is, is that it's just this giant, this like horrible creature that is invisible to us except for... Its mouth, which is mm-hmm. the stairs. Yeah, pretty much. But overall, I enjoyed it. I didn't find it... It's a lot to read, but I, I didn't find it a struggle to get through. Yeah. So it was written competently. The tense is weird, but it was fine. So I look forward to reading the rest and see how my opinions change. But overall, I recommend it. Cool. All right, so I was going to mention about the a little bit more about the Channel Zero Season two, uh, 3, um, my concerns about it regarding the trailer. Or I think we're, we've talked a lot... Um, Plus, we haven't seen the trailer. Or at least all, I yeah, you guys also so. haven't seen the trailer, so I think I'll save that for next week when we do... Uh, we can start with it. Yeah, we'll start with it next week. Um, I'll show you guys the uh, trailer and some of that, um, and then you guys can, like, base... You'll, you might catch what I caught on it. It yeah. was Again, it was more like, uh, I was like, oh, it was a revelation. I was like, oh, that's yeah. what they're doing. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Um, again, we all have different, really different opinions, I find, or different views on things, so... <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so 
honestly, again, go check out Search and Rescue Woods. Just you'll honestly, just have to Google it, and you'll find the the Reddit No Sleep ep- uh, series. So yeah, we'll continue five through eight next week. Um, so look forward to that. I'd certainly look forward to reading the re- the, ne- the rest of it. See what uh, what changes or what happens. If you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Let us know how we're doing on iTunes uh, through uh, rating and reviews. It's the only way we know how we're actually doing. And uh, Also, send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, we're also on Twitter. Uh, Mikey's at the East Ends for Evil. I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can check. Uh, you can hang out with the Gamer in Yellow on Xbox Live at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because I Xbox can't get one more letter. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you even got all the spaces out of there. I know. Still just, I know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, let's let, spread the word. Let us uh, if you like the show. Um, tell your friends. Apparently, that's. How these things go now? <laughs> you have to distribute. You have to sh- basically let, uh, share what you like and stuff. Yeah, word of mouth is yeah. Generally. Word of mouth is really how we grow. Mm-hmm. I find it's how podcasts tend to grow. Um, you can tell I've been re- listening to other people's podcasts and like figuring out how they uh, grow and how they've gotten. To- anyway, um, tell, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your dog. Hatch wife, hatch kids. That too. Because <laughs> again, cre- the, the woods are creepy, yo. <laughs> um, you can also. Uh, Check out the title cards for each episode at crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on the YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigamortis, where we have the video section of each episode. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Al Dente Rigamortis, and we have backer tiers that give you extra episodes, special episodes, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, and early access and for the for those of you that are helping support the show already on Patreon, thank you immensely. You're helping keep the hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. So until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been a very lengthy episode of Aldente Rubimortis. Sleep well. why it's called secure contain protect mm-hmm. it's actually what scp means mm-hmm. yes we know oh, really because when i've edited those episodes you guys did it sounded like you guys didn't know what it meant we figured it out yeah, eventually then, <laughs> did you guys admit it? okay yeah. and then we looked online and it's like, like oh, all right it's scp okay <laughs> yeah anyway sorry yes. you should didn't edit all of our episodes yet <laughs> i have actually edited all of them
Well, didn't we come to a realization that, oh, right, yeah, that's what it means, dirt. Yeah. I, I didn't... Or was that, that not on recording? It wasn't on recording, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I remember hearing was like, oh, it's, a, it's like supernatural container... I think I said supernatural protocol. containment project or protocol. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, no... You guys, you guys didn't do the reading. No, I didn't. Oh, we, we didn't read the top corner of the website. You didn't check the banner on the website. Is, I'm sorry, I'm concerned about the actual meat. Fair enough. 